You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on the Cooligans in the first segment, the Cooligans are back from Toronto. The MLS Cup was lit. We hung out with everybody. We lo- we got to look at the face of a gorgeous angel, Sebastian Legette. It was incredible. Oh, in the second segment, we did talk to Stu Holden. Stu Holden. You guys know him. He played for Bolton. He played for Houston. He's now on Fox Sports. And he was on our show, Crazy. which is clearly <laughs> the career goal he's always wanted. What a great guy. We got to talk to him at the MLS Content Lounge. And in the third segment, we talk about the MLS expansion draft, LAFC. Did they steal your favorite player? Uh, they did for some uh, for some clubs. <laughs> uh, we also talk about the press conference gone awry. The, the UFC 208 at the MLS <laughs> Uh, Two MLS men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> All this and more today on the Cooligans. Hey, this is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. From Canada, that's right. We are uh, we we we're adding all we're A's to everything uh, everything we say now. <laughs> I will not do it. A. Eh? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! It's fucking yeah, happening. We've been infected. <laughs> you know, a, a, a Canadian team wins the MLS Cup, and, <laughs> and that's, we all we're all Canadian. <laughs> we're now. all Canadian now. That's how we're it works. All Drake. <laughs> that's a. I mean, that's a. If 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 I had to be Canadian. I would like to be Drake Canadian. Drake would not be a bad Canadian. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling everyone waste you and all that stuff they like to use up there. I don't even know what that means. That's like uh, someone's like a bum. Waste Ute. Waste Ute. Like you know what my, my cousin people? Vinny? Like you the two the Utes. Utes. Well, I mean it's very Caribbean, but you know, like in, in England they call people waste men. You're a yeah. waste man. So it's like that means waste, like you're garbage, you're bum. You know so what I mean? This is waste youth, like waste a kid. Ute. Yeah. Oh man, that seems that's like even worse than a man. Like you're a waste man. I mean, at least the guy's an adult. <laughs> seems, you know, waste you. I mean, it's like uh, Jesus. That, that seems a little. But har- you started early. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little harsh to do, to do to children. And I, I'm not the one who made it. I up. mean, would this Drake hate children? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's about time people know about the real do Canadians. Uh, can, can they not tolerate? Little boys and girls. <laughs> I think that's what we're learning. Which brings uh, up the election. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Alabama, we're all, you're, you're in our By now, everyone knows what happened. We don't know yet. We don't know. <laughs> and if it's bad, I'd like to live in a world where we still don't know yet. So just let me be here. All right. Welcome to welcome the Cooligans, everybody. Uh, yeah, we are excited. Uh, again, my name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerrero. So uh, I'm still... With the cool again. <laughs> that's right. Well, we'll get to that. No, uh, we will. <laughs> in a moment. Uh, that's right. We are, uh, you know, your favorite comedic soccer podcast. Uh, so I happen to be the only, so we should be your favorite, <laughs> gulliest soccer podcast. Could be weird world. if you liked another one uh, when, yep. none, when none others they, exist. They, they sh- <laughs> so. And if they do, they're waste youths. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we are in a good mood because uh, we did get back from Toronto recently. Fun trip, and we did have a we did have a fun time. And again, we talked last week about our, uh, our you know still we got to pour pour one out for our homie Dave Monsignor. Uh, you know, and look, it was uh, unfortunate. But he's doing fine. But he, he he's works, actually above us. He works upstairs. Actually, yeah, he's doing great. <laughs> but he couldn't. He couldn't make it, and uh, it was disappointing uh, because we couldn't get our videographer uh, a pass to go. And uh, whatever, a lot less content. We try to do as much on our phones as possible, but it just so happens that Toronto has decided to have the same weather as <laughs> Pluto. Uh, which I don't know if you know this. Maybe people don't know this if you listen to us in warmer climates. Like, Toronto's not a planet anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do. 
know that. Toronto yeah. no longer. <laughs> it's considered a sub plan. Um, <laughs> it's a real waste you plan. I'm going to bring it up as much as I can. Uh, it, if cell phones just shut off in Toronto. Yeah, they're not allowed. My phone went from fully charged at like 96%, 97% right. to 8%. It shut and off then and then turned on at 8 And then Justin Trudeau set off an electromagnetic <laughs> pulse that knocked off all the, the cell phone reception. Which is what we call whenever he looks directly into a mirror. <laughs> it happens all the <laughs> time. Cheekbones. It's a real problem in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> That's why there's so many. Mirrors off the wall, Canada. <laughs> That's, so, that's why so many things are, are solar powered. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like in like Quebec City, I don't know if you've ever been. If you go to like really cold parts of Canada, all the cars have like a, maybe they're not anymore, but when I was a kid, they did. They have like a plug sticking out of the, the grill. And I was like, why do all the cars have this? You know? And it's to plug your car in and it'll turn the, the oil over overnight because if not, it'll freeze. The oil will freeze. <laughs> the car, cars don't even want to be in Canada. Yeah. They, <laughs> cars are like, we're not built for this. Why are you here? Walk. Uh, put those little tennis rackets on the bottom of your shoes. Uh, uh, but yeah. yes, the, we, yeah, we, so we struggled. So cell phones need plugs hanging out of them. So we struggled a little bit, but we, nonetheless, we still had a very, very good time. Uh, the game itself was great, but we just had, it was just a lot of fun. We just did a lot of, Last. a lot of fun stuff. We got to meet a lot of people and it was, this was our, our second MLS cup. And both of which have been in Toronto. And both of which are there. Where the Cooligans are not allowed to attend an MLS Cup anywhere else. Nope. <laughs> uh, but a couple good things. You know, it was a little bit warmer than... It was about seven, eight degrees warmer, which to, you know, to a lot of people maybe... Significant. Not, maybe not <laughs> that big a deal. In Canada... That is, I mean, it's the, it's the Bahamas. I mean, people walking around in like <laughs> flip flops. They're like, oh, it's, it's only like thirty. But you notice that you know the the weather that was in Toronto, especially when we were out at night, we saw like a, a lot of women in very short skirts, like where where it's just like, come on, people like, went out clubbing as clubbing, if it was, and it wasn't like uh, sixty degrees. It wasn't like uh, uh, I have no issue with women wearing whatever they want to wear. No, he's staunchly <laughs> against it, uh, down to the ankles. <laughs> Or you moved to Saskatchewan. <laughs> but I, I, part of me was just like a little bit like, like, sweetheart, come on. It's a little cold out here. You want, you're going to be okay? What's your mother? First down there. Your, Every party you must be freezing. What does your mother think about yeah. how you dressed right now? But like about yeah. warmth, you know? Yeah. Just warmth. <laughs> warmth. That's all I'm worried about. Not, <laughs> not the clothes. Feel free to do whatever you want. We're worried about you. <laughs> um, so that uh, helped a lot. So. But overall, we did have a good time. Also, before we start, I do want to mention, because we don't, we, I've always, I always seem to forget, but we got a bunch of uh, uh, new reviews on iTunes, and I, we? and I want to make sure that people keep doing that. We, we're up to 60, so we're trying to get, hopefully we can get to 100. That's my, that's my dream number. Goal right there? Yeah, so. Uh, my goal's not much more than that, 10,000. So. <laughs> if you're listening right now on an iPhone, just go sc- scroll right down in the podcast app and leave a review on iTunes. Just do that. Just with a five star? Do it. Leave a nice review. Say, and then say something dumb say, in there if you want. Yeah, say something dumb. Uh, I mean, we don't care. There's plenty of dumb things in there, but some are yeah. nice too. So some are cool. very nice. Some are very complimentary. <laughs> so uh, one dude made a whole rap in there, which was incredible. <laughs> it was it was impressive? Yeah. There's no character limit in the iTunes review. So oh, some people are just like really cracking their knuckles <laughs> and stretching back in their seat and getting to it. <laughs> I'm like, this is an interesting thesis about a comedic soccer podcast. <laughs> hmm. So chapter seven. Please do that. It helps. Helps us in the iTunes ranking, so uh, so do that. So let's uh, let's get to it. MLS Cup. We know who won. Toronto. Toronto. I'm wearing red. Still I'm wearing a little red to show some love. 
You're, you're, yeah, you're just whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm wearing black uh, and a Cooligans logo. Yeah, I'm wearing a Live Breathe football. Ah, sure. a little LBF. LBF. Love Philly, those guys. Philly represent. Um, MLS Cup. I'm down a few pounds, by the way, if you guys are listening. About to fit in that maestro jacket. Well, they're well, yeah. Well, they're listening. They can't if they're not seeing it. They if they're seeing it, they know you're lying. So yeah. no, it's not lying. <laughs> I'm really close. I fit in it now. It zips up. Just does not look like I should be wearing it out. It looks like I'm going to go scuba diving. But your boy's getting there. So uh, MLS Cup. Let's start. Let's let's uh, obviously initial reactions. Yeah. Let's start with this. Remember, we've talked about this last year. Last year, we get in the building, right? Mm-hmm. You know, BMO Field is is a very um, minimalistic kind of field, yeah. Right, so it feels, there's just it feels uh, European. European. Yeah, feels very like much a, so. a, a, you know, like a like a, a team that just got promoted. Yeah, yeah. very okay. like yeah, like not like like Bournemouth, where like you know it's kind of crappy, but mm-hmm. like it's something that like uh, you know it looks very old school European. It's got an awesome atmosphere and almost Good. feel awesome feeling. That said. We get into the building, which is on the one stands, and you know the we know the press box is not big from last year. Last year we get in there and we're like, "Hey, we're the Cooligans. Where do we go?" And they're like, "Oh, go right through that door." And we're like, "Are you sure? Because that says exit." And they're like, "Yeah, go through that door." I'm like, "Are you guys talking about this? Are we not allowed in the building?" And then we go outside. And we're like, "Oh, there's a tent. We're gonna be fine." So we're looking around. There's little pieces of paper that tell you where to sit, and we don't see our names. Mm-hmm. So we go to the lady with the clipboard. We're like, "Hey." Must be an issue with the Cooligans. Maybe we're inside. It's a little warmer than the tent, right? So go ahead and tell us we're inside. She goes, no, 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 you need to go through this door. And we're like, well, that one says exit. (laughs) And there is nothing out there besides people standing in the cold. We were not prepared for that. We did not dress for that. That's where we were for the whole game. This year, oh, my God, big up MLS. Maybe Dave had to die for this to happen. <laughs> we were in the tent, baby. The tent. We, oh, what? <laughs> Let me upgrade. <laughs> Let me, whoa, yeah. MLS bringing us up. This is a true story. <laughs> I legitimately made a beeline for the exit door of this tent because I'm, we like, like, I'm not getting embarrassed again. Yeah, we're like, we know our place. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I will not be embarrassed looking around <laughs> as people are eating cold chicken. And people are like, now you need to go outside. Well, I look, Christian actually looks down and goes, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. It says the Cooligans over here. And then I'm like, well, it must just be you. <laughs> One of us yeah. is going to be outside. There's no way. This and cl- it was both of us. <laughs> yeah. They, we were both uh, sitting right next to each other at a desk in the tent. In the tent with a screen in front of us so we could watch the part of the game that we couldn't see because it was slightly um, obstructed. Obstructed. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. But no. we, we were next to, uh, this was cool. We were next to the guy that does the live updates on MLSsoccer.com. The, on the, you know, when you, not, not the, not the. No, he was TSN. No, I don't think he was. I think he was TSN. Oh, I don't It looked like he was MLS. It's like if you're watching the screen and it auto-updates, like 18th yeah. minute, this yeah. thing happened. Yeah. That was him. Okay. Was it TSN? He might have missed two minutes, though, <laughs> in one of the funniest <laughs> things that's really ever good. happened. So, okay, so he was doing, like, the like every time there was a shot, he would update at, at every minute. Stand up to see the far, like, what I would say is probably the southern part of the, of the field. Yeah. Because of the way the wall of the actual press box is. So you would stand up from time to time and then sit back down, especially when the crowd was like, oh, we would all stand up and kind of look over to the right. So he stands up and he goes to sit back down. Now it's, it, it's a makeshift sort tent, of yeah, tent, it, but it's, the floor, yeah, it's, it's next, like a stage almost. Yeah. Right? It's next to the, next to the press box. So it's outside. It's like above the, the seating, yeah, above, the seating. above the seating. And there's maybe be, I would say like what a four to five inch gap between the end of the floor 
and the back wall of the actual building. Of the actual stadium, So, like, yeah. the tent itself, you could push back on and, and, and there's it'll no, go back. There's a, it's like yeah. a lot of times it's in, on, on, in, at comedy clubs, yeah. like Gotham Comedy Club is like this, where you touch the back wall, you think it's a wall. Yeah. It's just a... It's, it's just a, a, like a sheet of paper. It's just a sheet of paper, and, and you're if like you push fall. it, you will fall through. Yeah, to like, into, like, you know... <laughs> Chris Mazzilli's apartment was the owner of, of God. Like God, you're God. afraid to touch it because you realize it's like one of those signs that they sort of stretch in the corners. Yeah. Right. So uh, if you touch the back wall, eventually you'll hit a wall, but there is that gap. Right. So they have these like, like wedding folding chairs, right? Like outdoor wedding folding chairs, yeah. like these white folding chairs. It's like if you were getting married on a beach, this is yeah, what you would sit this on. This is exactly. They're very minimal, but they're good. They're sturdy. I sat on it. Right. <laughs> this guy, not a fat guy, tall guy though. Mm-hmm. He sits down and all I hear is, like a couple clicks, a clack, and a boom. And I'm, in the back of my head, I'm like, I wonder what that sound was. And then in my peripheral, I see a shoe up in the air. You can confirm this. He fell, but he fell with like his ass fell in that four to like the chair wedged itself in that four to five inch gap, and his legs were straight in the air, and his arms were straight in the air. He looked like he was in a baby position, and but his ass was stuck in there. And the look on his face was like, I'm not getting out of here if somebody doesn't help. He was, he was just a big, lanky guy. Yeah. That he was just like, no, my legs, well, I, I just, the, 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 my, the center of gravity will not allow me. There, to- he was like, should I roll? Should I tuck? <laughs> there was, in his eyes, he immediately realized, I'm defeated. Yeah. Uh, like, I saw this, uh, like, nature It was like a, like, a, like a turtle on its shell on yes. its back where you're like, like, you're done, buddy. I mean, it just does the hill washing on your hands. This be, is what it is here. That's, what, that's the animal you're going to be now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the hill I'm dying on right now. Thank you to whoever turned me over. So I looked at and he looks at me like, are you going to help? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to help. So I go to give him my hand. He almost pulls me to the floor. So I had to grab onto the table. There's just shit moving everywhere. It was absolutely wild. We got him up. As I get him up, it takes me a few to wedge the chair out. Yeah. And then, But when I do, I realize the thing is snapped in half. <laughs> and he's a little embarrassed. <laughs> Everyone in the press is looking back at it. Like, I get it, you know. Yeah. But it's like, dude, what are you going to do? It's not your fault. If this yeah. would have happened to me, much more embarrassing because that's a fair guy. What, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if this would have happened to you. The game. The g- <laughs> <laughs> it would have stopped the game. It would have stopped the game. I mean, this would have been my dream come true. <laughs> yeah. Because this would have been. Well, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. When it happened to him, I go, could have been me. <laughs> Could have been me. This is one of those situations was, where as a right, fat guy, you just don't want to be in. <laughs> he was right next to you. Yeah. And it was the, the, yeah. I, he kind of looked at me too, get, like, this should have been you. And, and, the, and because of the, the way the tent was, I didn't know like what the back of like, cause it was essentially the back of BMO field. Back of, like the end I, of BMO Part field. of me was like, this dude's going to fall off of BMO field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just going to be gone. <laughs> because we are an elevated platform. So there was a chance. There's going like, to be an extra seat in the, in the press tent. <laughs> this guy's taking the tent and then we're back outside. We're back outside because of that guy. Uh, <laughs> my initial thought was like, God, thank God that wasn't me. <laughs> and then he looked at me like, are you going to help? And I'm like, oh, yeah. So, like, I helped him up. I pulled the chair out. He didn't do anything. He stands up, like, brushing himself off. Like, buddy, this is your calamity. You pulled the chair. I unwedged the chair. And then I look at it, and it's broken. The leg is snapped right where the hinge is so that if you were to sit on it, you would just fall right through. He was about to sit, and I'm like, dude, twice? Really? You're going to do this twice? <laughs> I was like, get off. Take a different seat. And then he goes to steal the lady's seat next to him. And I'm like, you can't take that one either. That's somebody's actual seat. <laughs> so we give him the seat next to us. He sits down. He doesn't make a mention of it. He doesn't, he doesn't say call- even say thank you. He doesn't even look us in the eyes afterwards. Really in his head, he's like, just pretend it didn't happen. Get back to what's going on. But in the he game. has a, a very important job that is like very time sensitive. So much so that I so actually he- angled the TV more to him because he was staring at it over my shoulder. I felt bad for the guy. 
Yeah, so you, you it, it is a job that you can't you got to be like a cold-hearted sniper, you know? You got you can't you can't be distracted. Time, you can't no. he can, he couldn't have another tab open. No, to homie see what's can't going check on. his Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? There's no time. He's like updating minute to minute. So, uh that yeah, that was a really <laughs> fun moment. Uh, I mean, because speaking of other sucks. people, speaking of other people falling down. This was a, a little bit of a theme uh at MLS Cup. There was uh this was the remember lady. out there. Hold on, I looked this up. You know she's a parent. Parody show? No. Yeah. No, so, so that this, wasn't real. Uh, no, this was her. The character is, she's very cheesy. Her name is like Melissa DeBello. De, De, Melissa DeMarco. DeMarco. Yeah. Uh, the show is called Out There. It's been on for eight seasons <laughs> on Canadian television. I, I watched episode, episodes of this on YouTube. It is so bad. <laughs> it's supposed to be like. Uh, like one of the, she apparently was either an actress or someone who did do a lot of like step and repeat media stuff, yeah, like red carpet stuff. So now she does like a comedic version of it where she asks kind of like dumb questions and she'll have interactions with celebrities okay. and that makes it onto the show where it's like a, almost like it didn't really happen or like she plays a character. Interesting. So this it changes it, but she showed up. Wearing like what looks like kind of like a, like a like a high school NFL type jersey, like American football jersey. She had a football in her hand, yeah. and she had a pink bicycle helmet. Yes, and she was asking questions, like really dumb questions. And I feel like that's why she was kind of like trying to get in and trying to get in, oh, and really like, like overextending herself, trying to be silly. So she's our competition. She's our competition. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> no competition. Real waste, you. This one, um, she. <laughs> She at one point falls, but falls for what amounts to seven minutes. Yeah, it was a it was a comedic like 1960s stumble from Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah. Like she fell and caught herself on the back of like one of the player seats when we were down on the sideline doing yeah, media doing scrum stuff. Mm -hmm. And she goes, Oh, I caught myself, and then continued to fall afterwards. <laughs> and the, the funniest part to me was like I look over and I see the guy holding the camera. So I'm like, oh man, they caught her on camera falling. Before I knew it was a parody. So that's why I feel like we're gonna get on the show. Oh, that's uh, exciting. Yeah. Or like at least like that part of it is in there. Like I look at her and I go, huh, hell of an open field tackle that Cher just put on you. <laughs> and she kind of looks at me like, yeah. <laughs> like she plays like this really ditzy type of character. But the falling part, I mean, everyone was laughing at the her. The falling was uh was real. The that falling was, <laughs> was absolutely hilarious. Uh but and yeah. She wears she was wearing the shoes that like your single aunt would wear hiking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah, no, I, just like, there's no style. Just, here. just came from REI. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> like she just got the 10th stamp on her Patagonia. <laughs> you know, she gets like a free sandwich or balaclava, whatever. <laughs> so now um, that we all know what a balaclava is. So we, yeah, we did, a, uh, we, we did do the, the media scrum uh, again this time. And uh, we, we got to, uh, hang out with both teams. I, I, I felt like see, the Sounders were a lot more chill. Loose, so they were having fun. Did not go in their favor. <laughs> but yeah, if we didn't mention this, obviously, if you didn't see the game, I don't know what you're doing listening to this. <laughs> Toronto FC wins 2-0. Yes. Who I predicted they would win 4-1. You yes. predicted Seattle would win. I predicted Seattle would win 2-1. And uh, yeah, here's where we are. I was right. Well, um, we're, well technically, we were both wrong about 
the things. No, but you just get, the score. You got the score. Yeah, you got the score. We were both right about. I was <laughs> right about who's going to win. We were both wrong about the actual score. Although I did say that Victor Vasquez and Josie would score, so I was also right about that. Oh, wow. What I just a, also what a, put in a what, lot really more. putting yourself out there, like this. <laughs> I gotta wow. be honest. Victor Vasquez. No one guessed Victor Vasquez. <laughs> no one would have guessed Victor Vasquez. And I don't care if he scored off of a knee off of a production on the post. <laughs> the score is his. Uh, but yeah, we did go to the 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 media scrum, and yeah, Seattle was way more chill. We got to talk to people we didn't get to talk to last year. I didn't get to talk to Schmetzer. I was really upset about that. He hated me last year. <laughs> so we didn't get the, Probably still hates me. <laughs> we didn't get a rematch no. uh, uh, in that like facet, but we did uh, get to talk to Christian Roldan, which was, he was really awesome. cool. Great guy. I uh, asked him about uh, donuts a little bit. And he was like, did you bring me any? I'm like, I'm not buying you donuts. You buy me donuts. <laughs> he gets donuts for free. Yeah. <laughs> but what are you asking me to buy? Them for? <laughs> but overall the, 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 I, the Seattle did feel not, I wouldn't even say arrogant or confident, but they it, it was like, yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Uh, I'm going to call you to the carpet on that one, or I'm going to say you're wrong because this, I don't know if a lot of Call me to the carpet. Yeah, what that's is, a term. Okay, we're going to carpet. I don't understand. Like, <laughs> it's probably going to be shag. <laughs> it's comfortable on my feet. Uh, here's something that I don't think a lot of media people reported on. They reenacted when Seattle first came on. Roman Torres reenacted his winning penalty. That's right. And ran around that pitch. Bad omen? A little arrogant, maybe, or you think you think that was uh, I feel a little like disrespectful? I don't believe in karma and any of that, but like, I mean, that that kind of set the day, the tone of the day. Like, oh, they think they won already. You Look know, yeah. All right. Well, I guess they they. So had- maybe I think they were a bit more arrogant. I think they were a bit more, a bit too. Um, I don't know. I guess just too believing this was their moment or they were fine. Okay. And the truth is, I mean, they said everyone said that Toronto had more of the pressure on them. You can't say that that's wrong. They absolutely did. Of course. But they came ready for business. They did very, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah we, if we let's talk about the game a little bit, and then we'll get back to some other stuff that we did. But uh, yes, from from the first whistle, uh, even before the game began, I really did feel like Toronto FC fans were like, "This is ours. You're not. You're like. Th- there's literally no way you're leaving BMO Field with this MLS Cup." Even the TIFO, I forget exactly what the TIFO said, but they had um, two phrases, basically like. Uh, you know, uh, like a year to believe or something like that. Oh, like something like last year, uh, you something about we you you earned our faith or something something yeah, yeah, along yeah. those lines. It was but great. they had the actual TIFO was two banners. Uh, the actual TIFO was a cutout of their first ever MLS jersey. Everything about this game was retribution for Toronto. Retribution for the the terrible seasons they had. You know, when they started, what, 35-point season, their first season in MLS. You know, terrible. uh, Finishing in seventh place in the East. All of these terrible, terrible seasons. And they always had an incredible supporters. You know, even Seattle would say, like when Seattle first came in, they were the supporters culture, along with Portland probably, that everyone was envious of. Before them, and Jimmy Conrad brought this up when we interviewed him, he said that Toronto coming into the league was a watershed moment. They were the first time that I was like, oh my God, these are real soccer fans. It's not like mommy and daddy and the kids in the stands. This is real soccer fans. Just the thing of like everyone throwing streamers at the opposing player when they went to go uh, take a corner kick. That atmosphere that they built inside of that stadium was like nothing else to go through all that. That one reporter we talked to was actually kind of like tearing up. Remember he was getting emotional. Like at the end at the press conference, uh, who the dude who was standing next to us, who was like, yo, they had to deal with this. He, all he had was like an iPhone in his hand, a balding guy, gray, gray hair. Oh, he was getting emotional talking about yes, I, how I, I long it's taken to get to a point where they could be proud of the team. And I asked him, I'm like, where does TFC sit? you know, ranked amongst the others, uh, you know, uh, professional teams in, in Toronto. And obviously 
the Leafs are top, right? That's not a problem. And he was like, you know, probably gets down to like maybe the Raptors. It probably goes Leafs, Raptors, Blue Jays, then TFC. And then he was like, you know what? I don't know. He's like, after this, TFC might jump up a bit. And you saw the parade was jammed with people. And they let the supporters march with the bus, which was huge. I've never seen that in any Jerome other. Jerome Bettis, the bus? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he, was, he was going a different way. Uh, he was just like, I'm actually just trying to be my sad wow, piece. Impressive. I don't know why all of you are following me here. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steeler, yeah, yeah. The, the Hall of Famer? Wait, deep cut. <laughs> deep cut on the nickname. The, that guy retired in 1987. Uh, so uh, the, 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 the TIFO itself, the banner itself said, last year uh, we said you made us believe this year you fulfill all of our dreams. So thank you to Kirby for sending that. When it, yeah, by the way, Kirby's <laughs> somewhere in the house. Kirby's in We're not going to say, but he's here, baby. He is lurking. <laughs> yeah, he's checking all your Instagram topics. <laughs> um, so yeah. So uh, yeah, the, from the beginning, from the beginning of the game, uh, yeah, Toronto looked like, uh, just the way, way stronger team. Uh, and I was, I was, uh, just on, uh, blue city radio the other day. And they were asking me just about, uh, you know, how the MLS cup won, what I thought about the game, but this, I said the same thing there. The uh, Toronto made Seattle look just nervous, just scared. I mean, look, they, they couldn't hold on to the ball. No, the jokes were that they never showed up. I, it, it looked like that. It, it, it was it was surprising to see a team that was so, uh, you know, especially offensively, how creative they were, how comfortable they were uh, in the Western Conference playoffs and how much, honestly, how much fun they were having. Uh, looked like they hadn't trained in a couple weeks together, you know? Like, they, they couldn't connect many passes. They couldn't hold on to the ball. And, you know, credit to... Toronto and how uh, defensively, like just just skilled they were, and like they they chose Toronto chose to change the formation. Yeah, for the would. first time. Well, not for the first time, but this is the first time I think they went with a back four and a diamond middle. And you could tell Seattle was like, "Wait, what are we doing? Yeah. Who are these people?" Yeah, the it, it was it was surprising to see, especially people like uh, Lodero, uh, Dempsey. R- really, and it's not even about look. We were. Joking about how Darrell had no space and Dempsey would not come into the middle. He was he looked lazy as shit out there. And I know this sounds like I'm hating on him again, like, Alexis. I look, I'm this? sorry, I'm not. <laughs> but he looked like his look the first like half an hour he was all over the place. But then after that, it kind of looked like he just wanted to be a hero. It kind of looked like he was like, "Let me stay up. I just want to score the winner." That doesn't give you a lot of confidence. But I will say, Toronto played full full strength. Seattle was missing a player that no one really talked about. Apparently he didn't, he didn't uh, pass the, 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 the physical. So they wouldn't let him play. I'm talking about El Cubano. El Cubano. Oh yeah. No necesitamos ningún physical. (laughs) We don't need your bullshit physical. Let me play. I got two legs. I got two arms for me. Huh? <laughs> what is it? Scuba? <laughs> is Fidel saying I cannot play? I thought he died. I thought he died. Raul todo. So, uh, but yeah. hold on. He, he not only didn't get to play, he was apparently very upset about that. Yes. Would he have made a difference? 100%. Mm-hmm. It may not even be like, yeah, there's, I forget, what is it? Svensson now plays in his position. Gustav. Gustav Svensson, clearly, probably younger. Uh, you know, more physically fit, probably more able. 
nowhere near the passion that Ozzy plays with, who at one time I would say best. Are you just saying he's passionate because he's Cuban? Is that just, are you Red going to that? <laughs> all you have to do is Spicy, tell him. he's caliente. All you, you have know? to do is tell him someone text his wife. And that will just, <laughs> he will what? be out there. Yo, Ozzy, I heard that Jovinko, <laughs> he was, ta- he, I think he slid into your wife's DMs. DM. I don't know. I don't know. But I just, I feel like that's what everybody's saying right Can now. Can I be honest? <laughs> I'm upset at Jovinko right now for this, even just for this hypothetical situation. But, not only that, they lose. He thinks it's Schmetzer's fault for not putting him in, right? Mm-hmm. And then they don't protect him. Uh, for, for the and expansion draft. he starts shitposting <laughs> on Twitter. He yeah. legitimately posted a meme that, like, someone who is from the Bronx just broke up with her baby daddy and <laughs> claps at every syllable when she's angry. This ain't right, Joe. <laughs> Uh, and is listening to Cardi B just on yeah. repeat it was just, with post. It, it was one of those uh, inspirational slash motivational memes that are that are in very low resolution. You know, like yeah. th- that a lot w- of spelling errors. You know that that we- something is two words. Uh, <laughs> like one of those uh, those old like images that were that were like that that were uh, made larger from like 1998 when it used like, to be a thumbnail when like the internet first came <laughs> yeah, out. It was an yeah. icon that they stretched out. Yeah. <laughs> like a word whisper at the bottom which is clearly like the bag it came from or something i'll read it to you i hate it when people use you for what they want then they just push you aside like you are nothing well you're as opposed to you are nothing it's just why you are it spells and like I, you do yeah i understand uh so people said uh <laughs> shout out to nerd which was like maybe he really is alexis's uncle and i'm like there's a spelling error in there so maybe but they keep you close just in case they need you for something two words uh <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, I, mean, I know it, he's ESL, I know, so I, mean, no, I don't but want to I, shit it's on also, the guy. It's also like, uh, it just screams of like, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a teenage girl who got, who, who, his who, nanny when a boy won't pay attention yeah. to her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess you just push me aside when you don't, when you got what you want. But uh, look, it got 67 retweets, 415 likes, 134 responses. <laughs> Most of those responses are people telling him how loved they, uh, like fans of Seattle saying yeah, how yeah. loved he is. Um, I'm kind of, um, you know, I'm kind of on, like, I guess well, I'm you're split. clearly on his side. I mean, I think, I think <laughs> as he can do no wrong. No, he's, a, he's Cuban. <laughs> I mean, come on. We're here. Uh, he won for us. Um, but, uh, you know, clearly he, uh, is probably not the player he was a year ago getting over an injury. Should he have started? We can look back and say, yeah, but if you're Schmetzer, I mean, I don't know. What else you can do? You don't put someone in just for the emotional aspect. You've got this player who's been playing well. Same yeah, thing with Landon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bro. Uh, but you also have, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Will Bruin, who was playing well. And would I would have rather, if I'm a Seattle fan, I would have much rather seen uh, Jordan Morris and, you know, Ozzy Alonzo in there. But that's just for the emotional impact of it. Yeah, because, I mean, Seattle was scoring a bunch of goals. They were playing very, very well. I said last week they were in way better form than Toronto was. Uh, but, you know, we can go back to what Greg Vanny was saying about how, yeah, you had a, you know, are you ready for the, like, the, we, we had to go through a dogfight essentially to get uh, yeah. to the, the MLS Cup yeah, final. Yeah, for competition. Uh, is, are, the, you know, are the Seattle Sounders ready for, uh, for you know, uh, playing against the Eastern Conference team? Just obviously insinuating that the Western Conference was uh, a cakewalk. So, yeah. And uh, shouts to Vanny. Vanny. Vanny? <laughs> Vanny. Vanny. Vanny is Vanny. a different... We don't know for sure. Uh, <laughs> investigation. <laughs> Kirby, fact check that bad boy for us. Um, shouts to him for two things. Uh, one, 
I don't think he made a misstep pretty much all season, all the way through changing yeah, it. Well, yes, most points, <clears throat> one supporter shield, Trevor. one Canadian cup, one MLS cup. Yes. It's very easy to say he did not make any mistake. I mean, like it shouts to him for yeah, an incredible yeah. season. People were talking about him being the U S men's national team coach. I was not that excited about it. I'm maybe a little bit more excited about it now. The other thing I want to give him shouts for homie stayed in a blazer the entire time. He did, but he also had the, the, like the, he blazer, did have the thermal, the vest, thermal vest under, but still match, though, matching clearly was worth layered up clearly a heavy, a heavy suit, but that takes balls. <laughs> sure. I mean, he looked, he looked fine. Uh, emotionless as ever. It reminds me of when, uh, Coughlin, uh, you know, took the giants to green Bay in the first, uh, championship that he won. And, the Green Bay manager was wearing like, you know, the balaclava thing. Like you could only look like Kenny from South Park and Coughlin, a much older man was out there, spring coat, red cheeks, getting frostbite. And that inspired the team. Vanny, same thing out there in a good suit. You know, I'm sure Josie at one point was tired. He looked over and he's like, Pre- perfectly pressed. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's not covering it up with a, with a, with a sleeping bag looking coat. Yeah. I need to play harder. Very impressed. Uh, well, it's, it's so, uh, the game itself, I thought, Exciting. Uh, uh, it, it, it was exciting, and, and it definitely felt different than, than uh, the previous year. Stephen Fry, again, uh, just a goddamn star. Yeah, watching that game, and, and especially throughout the playoffs, everybody was like, uh, Zach Stephen, why? He has to get a, a men's national team call-up. That, that, that has to happen. Still does. Still does. That first 60 but minutes. But Stephen Fry, and we can quote the, the homegirl, Kale Parker, in American Treasure, <laughs> Stephen Fry. I mean, how many amazing, amazing stops? I thought you were talking about Stefan Fry. Yeah. Uh, no, I thought you, you said Zach Stefan. I thought you were talking about Stefan Fry. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about with, with, with Zach Stefan. Like, everybody was baking him up. Do. But Stefan Fry. Dude, he shows up. Unbelievable. How many incredible, incredible saves? And again, like, there were, and we can talk about the. the There's only so much he can do. Exactly. But we can talk about the, goal, the, the goals that, that, uh, that Toronto did score. The first goal, I mean, that, the. BMO Field exploded. It was incredible being there. Release Think, of two seasons. Two worth seasons worth. That was <laughs> were just shot all over. Yeah, that, that was. Uh, I would say like about a, uh, a hundred, almost two hundred minutes yeah. of like uh, MLS Cup blue balls or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they finally got mm. <laughs> got the release that they needed. So uh, maybe it is veiny. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but uh, th- you know, and there was some debate of of whether that uh, whether the goal was offside and whether technically he was, but. I think it was too close to. I, I, it was too close to be either way. Like, you don't call it. Don't call it. it, it like when, uh, when you saw the, they deserved it. They deserved, They were. They were going to win regardless. Yeah, yeah. Outside yeah. or not, yeah. they were so incredibly dominant. Dominant. Um, but yeah, it, it, it does sort of raise the question of how good Stephen Fry is, man. And he's look. They. they it, I felt bad for him because I, I feel like at some point he just wanted to be like, Yo, can you guys? Play up there? Can you do something? Because I'm, I'm like a little exhausted from, from saving everybody's ass every single time. It looked like they didn't start any defenders. It's kind of what it looked like. Like, he was just getting bashed with goal shots. But and you, you really see the... the, the but his, his class, his, his positioning, his, his footwork. I don't watch Seattle throughout the entire season. Yeah, I know he's an incredible uh, keeper. But if this is how he plays when it comes down to big games, yeah. he needs... To be in the U.S. men's national team. I agree. I'm not saying that he would have. No, I'll say it. If he was at Trinidad, we might not be as upset of a country right now. Okay. I think he would have stopped a lot of those because he just seems to spring whenever he needs to in any position. 
I, look, I'm not a, I'm not a coach. I'm not a, maybe, maybe we'll ask uh, Michael Magid. I know he listens. Shoot me a text message. Let me know what you think. Um, and we'll talk about it the next, but I don't, I'm not a goalkeeping coach. So maybe I'm not as adept at where the footwork is, but it just doesn't seem like I've seen bad goalkeepers make amazing saves, but then everyone's like, but he was in the wrong position. He shouldn't have had to make that amazing of a save. Yeah. It doesn't seem that way with, with, uh, with, uh, Stephen Fry. It just seems like he's always in the right position. He's right. always making the goal seem smaller than it should. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, I mean, the, job. The, the, the early shot from, um, Osorio from Jonathan Osorio, uh, the, the left footed, like that, that outside, like, like, yeah, the outside, outside of the, of the boot, foot, yeah. like th- that was just a great stop. The stop on Jovinko and I think it was I don't know in, how he did that late in the first half. Completely or, or, open. In the second, it was incredible. I mean, just uh, every his j- he, he looks like he's a, a person that can ex- like like uh, can extend his fingertips exclusively, like like Stretch Armstrong or whatever. Yeah, remember Stretch Armstrong? They should make Stretch Armstrong with uh, Stephen Fry's face on it and sell <laughs> that merch because. I buy. <laughs> I, yeah, you know what? Yo, Seattle, get on that. That's a that's a that what a collab right there. Hit up Alex Caulfield <laughs> and tell him to call your boys. He's got my number. Um, so yeah. Uh, and, and again, yeah. T- uh, t- uh, Toronto was just just totally outmatched uh, Seattle. And uh, and like I was saying before, it was very strange to see uh, uh, Lodero, uh, to see Will Bruin, to see Clint Dempsey just be so uncomfortable passing the ball to each other uh, and whatever they were just overrun. They were just completely yeah. overrun. Uh, and, and normally they clog that midfield. And I think like Seattle, I think, you know, Toronto was like, we'll do a diamond. If you want the center of the field, go ahead. You're not going to have room to pass. And they completely took, people said Ladero played badly. No, they took Ladero out of the game. That was the yeah, whole purpose. Yeah, of that. He barely got the ball. They knew that Ozzy wasn't back there. And they took Ladero out of that game. And I got something else. I didn't know this until I forget what I was listening to. They mentioned this. Um, they took someone out of uh, TFC, took someone out of their back three uh, and put him on the bench for this game. It's Coach Vanny's nephew. Wait, so, uh, so in order to go to a back four, they took out one of their three center backs? Yeah. It's, it's not Osorio. It's uh, Vanny's nephew. Ooh. He benched his own nephew who is, to win the who game. Who is Vanny's that nephew? Is, I got it. Well, Kirby's here, and he's <laughs> typing away. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. Vanny's got a nephew. Son, that's the man I want leading my men's national team. <laughs> he will shoot. The hostage, okay? <laughs> through, shoot through the hostage. Shoot through the hostage. <laughs> that man has just the balls of steel. Okay. I like this guy. <laughs> that, is, that is impressive. So, uh, yeah, Toronto wins this. Two nothing. Uh, it was a great atmosphere. Great Shouts atmosphere. to the fans. Beamer Field. Was- Look, they partied hard. Uh, there was a lot of photos of broken seats. <laughs> Some of the Toronto Argonauts fans were saying, like, oh, I thought we were the ones who were going to ruin the seats. Homie. <laughs> they just won. And you've seen those seats. <laughs> they look like grammar school seats that just get drilled into a, a bench. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Uh, and yeah. So overall, uh, just, just, oh, oh, just a way more fun. Uh, uh, just feeling obviously because when, when Seattle won last year, it was fun for the Seattle away fans. Uh, but, but Toronto itself was like depressed. Yeah. So it was just cool to see this time around, see, uh, see the, the home team, uh, win and, and Toronto, uh, totally earned it. And, you know, again, shout out to, uh, you know, Tropic Sound, Kale, Kale, we we got to hang out with Kale uh, at, uh, at in Toronto. And, uh, what's it? I forget her boyfriend's name every time. Harris. Harris, great guy. Yeah, great dude, great couple. She introduced us to some of the um, 
ECSB or ECFB, forget it, uh, you know, whatever that, uh, ECS, right? Yes. Em- Empire, Empire City Empire's, Supporters. Or is it Emerald City? Emerald City Supporters. Emerald City Empire's, Supporters. Uh, yeah, Empire, that's Red Bull Supporters. Yeah. Uh, so, by the way, it's Eric Zavaleta. Thank you, Kirby. Eric Zavaleta, he benched his own nephew. <laughs> I'll teach him. <laughs> Dude's like, I don't even know you anymore. I'm shutting my text off. I'm not talking to your mother. I don't care. Um, but yeah, so shouts to the fans. Uh, you know, absolutely great atmosphere. And you mentioned they brought it from the front, but I will say, no more Toronto in December. <laughs> Let's mix it up. Please. <laughs> Kanye, who doesn't want any more parties in LA, I don't want any more finals in Toronto. Please. I'm begging you. Um, so, I mean, you're trying to think of where should we, we should go next. Should we, uh, so, a, a couple of things. We're, so, we'll, there's a couple other things in Major League Soccer that we do want to get to. We're, we're recording this right before the expansion draft. So we don't know uh, who was taken just yet. We will be recording the next segment after maybe the next segment is an interview with uh, Stu Holden. Our third segment will be done after the start of the The expansion expansion draft. draft. So maybe we'll have more information for you. (laughs) Maybe we won't just, well, we react to some of the, you know, the players, hopefully, you know, uh, Ozzy Alonso is a big name. That's in. We're going to watch his Twitter to see if he starts posting (laughs) some more memes. Maybe, uh, maybe like uh, a sad cat or maybe him on the couch with a hot chocolate. (laughs) Having some me time. We don't know. Anything could happen in that third segment. So, uh, there's a bunch of other stuff uh, that we want to talk to talk to you guys about uh, that happened at MLS Cup. Some of the parties that we went to, uh, meeting Sebastian Leggett, which uh, we didn't meet him. We we, we were we brought into his presence. <laughs> we experienced Sebastian Leggett. I'm not kidding when I say <laughs> television cameras and photography cameras do him no, no justice. Not even close. That man. <laughs> I was explaining this to my wife, and she was like, "What happened exactly?" Because I'm dude. That man is. Gorgeous. He's a beautiful human being. Like, like glowingly <laughs> gorgeous. It's very hard to have a conversation. He completely pretended he knew who he was. <laughs> and I wanted, I knew he was lying, but I wanted to believe him for him. Like I didn't want, I get what some voters are going through. I wanted to will him into honesty. Cause I was like, Hey, what's up, man? I was like, you might not know who we are, man. My name is Alexis. He's like, no, Alexis, yeah. how you been? How you guys going? Dude, it's been so long since I've seen you. And I'm like, I've never seen you, but thank you but for I, worrying about me. I believe me. every word yeah. you're saying right now. And I was like, Oh cool. Yeah. And I kind of like played it off. I'm like, yeah, this is Christian. He's Christian. There you are, buddy. You guys are always together. And I'm like, we great. are, we are together. Uh, I go, hey, man, we do a comedic soccer podcast. And before I could say podcast, he's like, comedic soccer podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, you're just finishing my sentences. You guys are really funny, and you do a soccer (laughs) podcast. I go, yeah, it's called The Cooligans. He's like... Cooligans, <laughs> that's the name of the comedic soccer yeah, podcast you do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I know, totally know, dude. I love it. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, look, you're, dude, you're great. We'd love to have you on. He's like, Psh, I'd love to be on. And I'm like, I don't know that we've actually had a conversation this whole time, but I feel warm. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've been hugged. By my mother. <laughs> it was incredible. So we'll talk a little bit more about it, but we want to get to our next segment and we will be talking to Stu Holden. We, and we had a, uh, it was awesome, man. We were so happy we got to uh, hang out with him and talk to him a little bit. Uh, and, and it was great that we got to, we were going to talk to him like just like in the, the hotel lobby at the yeah. Westin in Toronto. Uh, and then they were like, no, guys, yo, you're the Cooligans. You need to do an interview with him. You need him. to do a proper interview in a proper setting. And we started falling all over ourselves <laughs> like we were on Out There with <laughs> Melissa DeMarco. Yeah. 
<laughs> we just all, for, for some reason we, we were just holding on to a, a bunch of books that we could have yeah, yeah. kept trying to walk back to our lockers. Yeah. <laughs> Why like, is the floor soaped up? <laughs> lifting yeah. our glasses up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and Stu couldn't have been any better. By the way, we recorded this before the game. We so. were, this was before the game. Uh, this was uh, Friday, uh, Friday afternoon, uh, December 8th. Had a busy Friday. And uh, yeah, so we, we this talked. This was to, right after a press conference, which got chippy. <laughs> which another thing we got to talk about. Yeah, talk about the that. Don Garber versus. Well, we won't even say. Let's just say he made a beeline for someone after the cameras were off. And oh boy, do I wish the cameras were on. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got to uh, interview Stu Holden in the MLS content room. So we got to do uh, the interview in a very, very proper setting. A- MLS was much more uh, welcoming. The- I mean, they know who we were more we were now. This time. Yeah, so, so they were like, a bit more accommodating to us which is uh, great. and our requests. So thank so. you for uh, Major League Soccer for helping us out with that. So, uh, so yeah, uh, we'll get to our interview with Stu Holden right after this. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Coolings. We just want to break in with a quick uh, word from our sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek, again, but they're, they're still hanging out with the Cooligans. They're absolutely amazing. So if you don't know, they are the... Uh, uh, official partner, ticketing partner of MLS. They're absolutely incredible. Look, I know uh, the MLS Cup has come and gone, uh, but that doesn't mean you can't get tickets for next year already. And they also got cool stuff like concerts. You could just put in where other you live. Uh, other, other, uh, other sports. I mean, other inferior sports. Other inferior sports, Better. like other stuff people play in this country. We don't need to talk <laughs> about those things. But clearly, they've also got like uh, great concerts. They've got great uh, events. Like, uh, you know, just uh, if, I don't know if they do theater, but they do other things yeah, that you can go out and hang out. So keep yourself busy during the so MLS offseason by going out and seeing other things using your SeatGeek app or SeatGeek.com. And if you do, put in the word Cooligans and guess what happens? Oh, my God. Somebody shows up, takes $20, folds it, puts it in your top pocket, <laughs> pats you on the chest twice and goes, you're a good kid. Yeah. And they leave. It's very beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so you use the promo code Cooligans. You get $20 off on your first order through SeatGeek. So make sure you do that. If you support SeatGeek, you'll be supporting the Cooligans. Come on, just put in Cooligans, get that money in your pocket. Hey, everybody. Look yeah. at this. <laughs> we are in the MLS Content Lounge. Uh, yeah, we're very excited to be allowed in a, a, a professional space. To actually be allowed in the official MLS Content Lounge. And it's not like we like <laughs> wrote it on a piece of cardboard in front of our apartment Stu, or our, our room here. Stu doesn't know exactly where we, where oh, we came ready. from. No. Where we came I, from. I'm prepared. I heard you guys just dominate the uh, Don we do. We, press yeah. conference right there. So. We, we, uh, we dominated the State of the Union, State of the League. Uh, that's, right. that's what we do. We dominate. The state of the Cooligans. Yeah, the state of the Cooligans. Still, still at zero. If you want to know the state of the Cooligans, there's no Tam, there's no Gam. Yeah. Well, the, the, the but we got some jam sandwiches. Yeah. Oh in the my corner, god. So, yeah. But the estate of the Cooligans is definitely yeah. at zero. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so uh, we're super excited to be here. Thank you so much, Stu Holden. Everybody, Stu Holden. This is this is huge for me in particular because uh, I'm a, I'm a massive Arsenal fan. That means nothing yet. Yeah. No. Yeah. We beat. I got beat by Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. You did. Oh, I enjoyed watching it. But I got to say, you know how some. Uh, Premier League fans have a second team. Watching you with Bolton, you became my second team. Oh, man, I love that. Unfortunately, now it's a championship team. Though. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> That's because I got further. injured, right? Yeah, it's, it's all your fault, to be honest. You know, a lot of the fans actually mentioned that, like, oh, if Stu, if Holden was oh, still here. Man, I know. How does that feel to be, like, an American um 
That's it. Yeah, just, how does it feel to be American? How does it feel to be American? America. Yeah. Pretty, You're in Canada. Pretty darn cool, huh? Imagine we just ended. Great. Great, great <laughs> interview. Guys. It feels yeah. great being American. Uh, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> MLS Content Lounge. We'll be right back. After. No, uh, how does it feel being someone who, when I was growing up, an American playing soccer, that's ridiculous, and you were able to go out there, and I think you scored the winner in the Lancashire Derby. Lancashire Derby against yeah. Blackburn, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was Sam Allardyce, who was rumored to be the men's national team coach here. How did that feel to, to get um, a bunch of rowdy Englishmen to be rooting for you as opposed to uh, I blacked out actually after that goal. Did you so really? Th that's probably how I feel about the whole experience in general. But <laughs> yeah. no, I, I I scored that goal and blacked out. Like don't remember the celebration <laughs> for like the next five ten seconds was just pure euphoria. So yeah. I, I watched back that highlight and I'm like, oh, that's how I celebrated that goal. Like that was pretty cool. Yeah. But you know the whole crowd goes crazy. Uh, I think just taken to an American, my, my style of play was leave it all on the field. Probably the reason I got hurt so much in the end, uh, because I didn't shy out of tackles. I was committed to every tackle, and the British respond to that, man. They, they yeah, cheer they more for a good tackle, a guy that you track a run for 60 yards and you smash a guy in the corner. They're going to go crazy. As opposed yeah. to like an assist, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever, like nice goal. But smash a guy in the corner, you endear yourselves to those fans. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I learned that pretty early, and so that's all that I did. They're insane, too, those insane. English fans. Yeah, but a gr great insane, though. Like the kind of insane we love. Oh, yeah, no, the insane, that's the reason we watch and enjoy it. But sure. is that something that you wish American fans would kind of adopt? That that Violence? <laughs> <laughs> that love of like the bruiser. On we need the, more cooliganism. Uh, <laughs> I, I think there's a there's a mix, right? I yeah. mean, I, I go to Portland, Seattle, different environments around Major League Soccer, and the beauty of our country is that they are all so different. Yeah. But different fan bases cheer in different ways. So 60-yard pass gets a round of applause in Seattle. In Houston, you get, okay. Yeah. Yellow cards in Houston, ah, I love a yellow card, love yeah. a good goal, love, you know, different moments generate different fans, and we have different fan cultures all across. I think English fan cultures, for the most part, very similar. They love the hustle. They love the the passion. They love the fight. They love you know. They can appreciate the nuances of the game, much as American fans can too. It's just they cheer in different ways, right? And uh, so I think American fans, yeah, they they, they respond to the, the old tackles every now and again. Yeah, but I think yeah. everyone likes they like the skill factor here too. Sure, yeah, you sure. do that. You're a bruiser in Spain. They're like, buddy, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, take it easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah these are people. Well, you get red carded in Spain within two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Did they play in the Champions on Messi. <laughs> yeah. yeah, red card. Oh, get him out. Get out of here. Well, they, they protect their investments in La Liga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> And and you know, they pay the the referees anyway. Uh, <laughs> La Liga, we all know. So you went. You're one of the few players during that era to go from MLS uh, to Europe. Talk a little bit about MLS because you were at Sunderland for a little bit. Yeah, briefly. briefly and so, and then yeah. you came back to MLS because you had trained a bit when you were younger here. Um, what was that like to play in MLS? And what was it like to go from MLS uh, to Europe at that time? Did you find yourself being uh, somewhat of a of a trailblazer? Yeah, I mean the MLS to me when I when I played in this league, I was playing in my hometown, which was amazing, and playing in Houston in front of friends That's and right, family. Sugarland. Right? Yeah, it was a, it was a new team. Yeah. Uh, because it just come from San Jose, so there's all this buzz and this excitement, and it was for me growing up a Houston kid. We have a pro soccer team in Texas, like in Houston. Wait, so what you're saying is a team moved from one city to another, and that other city yeah, was excited I know. about I, it? I actually made a comment the other day on, on Twitter about the whole Columbus thing. It was saying I can't see MLS going back to a market that they vacated because people were saying, "Are Columbus going to get another team if they lose one?" And I was like, "I can't see it." And they're like, uh, "You played for one, <laughs> yeah, left, and then San Jose got another team." You mean the one that did it? And yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, 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 that's a good point." But this is not. A different MLS, which yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and, the, and the MLS I played in was, 
incredibly instrumental in my development as a player. So I needed to play. I, I was at a point where, you know, I needed a good environment. I needed to be tested. I needed a coach that believed in me. I was on a great team. We won two championships back to back. Uh, I learned how to compete. I learned how to fight. Uh, I, I used that platform to then go play in the Premier League, which is what I'd always wanted to do. I went there at 19. I was too young. I didn't get the experience. I had a couple injuries. And then you come back home and it's like, hey, got to get this like thing settled down a little bit and get yourself back on the right path. And that's what it was for me. And yeah. now, and now you are, uh, you know, especially the, the last few years, you've become, especially to me, you, you're becoming the voice of soccer, oh, yeah, right? Keep, now, keep talking. Now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more and more, where like, <laughs> like, like the, the the transition. I mean, a lot of athletes obviously go into broadcasting, but what was uh, what was that for you? I know your career was you probably it probably ended a little sh or sooner than you wanted yeah, it to. Yeah, that, that's safe to say. Yeah, <laughs> it actually uh, ended a couple times, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. I, well, because you, you kept coming back, and which was yeah, the last the killer blow was the ACL and. Uh, the yeah, Gold Cup tough. final where I was like I felt back to my best and I was playing and we won the Gold Cup and you know here you go I'm going back to a great season next year and then bop here we go again, and that was kind of the the last one. Yeah, but I, I'll at least say, I mean, now for broadcasting, you, you're doing you you clearly take it very seriously and you do it well. And there is, uh, uh, I'm just curious, what was the transition like? Uh, what's it like now, especially in this age now, where you're doing more than just uh, calling games? Yeah, right? yeah, you're doing a bit of you're everything. Doing social media, digital, everything. <laughs> well, yeah. it's funny that I was us. talking about the Gold <laughs> Cup final. I give I give my my producer Shaw Brown at Fox. I give him crap all the time because I'm like, he called me or texted me maybe you know, 10 hours after that injury and was like, Hey, are you interested in doing TV? I was like, Shaw, I just tore my ACL. Yeah, yeah. But yes, <laughs> can we talk? You hear a doctor go, could you get off the phone yeah. still? You're about so, to go into uh, surgery. So, you know, I, I was doing my rehab in LA. Shaw calls me. Uh, he said, I've talked to NBC. They want to have you do some MLS games while you're still coming back. And I said, all right, I, you know, this is something I'm clearly interested in doing at some point. Yeah, yeah. Teammates always used to say I was never shy of a camera. And if there was a camera around, I was going to find it. Yeah. So I kind of knew I had a, a career much like this. So I'm like, Hey camera. Yeah. Uh, he found it. Hey, camera, what's up? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I did a couple MLS games. They went pretty well. I tried to come back one more time, went to Bolton, tore my ACL. It was, like, it was pretty much pretty obvious to everybody, including me at that point, that my days were potentially numbered. I was still going to give it one more chance because that's what I did. And yeah, yeah. never wanted to give up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then when after that one, when I came back and tore my ACL again, I just said, I got to seriously start considering about what's next, right? So yeah. when, when I finally decided to retire, I'd done all the kind of work on the back to, to figure out where I was going to be, ended up working with Fox, and uh, I, I love it. I love it. It's it's a great job, right? I mean, travel around, yeah. get to yeah. call soccer games. I'm here at MLS Cup, just kind of <laughs> hanging out, hanging with the Cooligans, yeah. going to do something later, go to dinner, get some <laughs> drinks. I mean, what a life. What, it's I, a great I, life, and you can't pull your ACL doing this. <laughs> Look well, at me. I do get those comments every now and again, and all you Twitter people that send me those tweets are so mean. What? Well, they're like, oh, great news. Stu's made it through another 90 minutes without getting hurt. <laughs> Not bad. It's a good, it's good tweet. It's, it's a good, good tweet. tweet. It's yeah. support. It's sarcasm. It's, it's, it's tough. It's okay. I, I embrace it. It's, you it's mentioned reality. actually working for Fox. You do a lot of stuff with Rachel. And look, the fans have talked about it a million times. It's about time. We ask. I mean, you know, we know you work with Rachel. How annoying is she? Oh, <laughs> man. How um, difficult is it to work with her? Yeah. Uh, and gonna, and she, she just, be watching this. No. <laughs> and, she, and she got a uh, new two-year deal. Yeah, I know, what's all this about? Two-year deal. I mean, <laughs> I got to get either. on her level, right? <laughs> and you know, they they told me that they said this part of your contract we might stick you with Rachel Bennett. Oh, I had my my agent going back and forth on that one for months, and I said, look, only one show a week, <laughs> one hour, and I need to be out of that studio. <laughs> wow, you're not recording this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, definitely not. Okay, this okay. isn't going in. We'll edit this out. Off the record. Off but the she record. does. I mean, the two of you have uh, a great a great rapport and a great band. 
influence her. And what it what it seems to me, which is something that is for as a soccer fan, relatively new, it seems like these networks are wanting. It's not not silly. What's the word I'm looking for? Like show more of your personality. Yeah, yeah, it's and important. Show like the fun side of soccer off the pitch. I tell players now doing that. You know, I mean, I'm on the other side, so I, I see it much more. I was like that as a player, though. I was very, you know, I'm personality oriented. I was that was the way I was on a team. But I tell guys that I talk to my ex teammates. I say, look, you're you're every interview, every off camera interview, any chance you get, people are watching. If you want to have a career in this business, get on be, the cool again. But be yes, yourself. Okay. <laughs> and look, per- personality is a big part of that you guys have a great rapport That's what together. We have. <laughs> you guys have a good rapport yeah. together but you're genuine like be yourself first yeah. and foremost so yeah. like people can see through the bs uh, and then, you know, people can relate to that. So that that's the, the first thing I learned in, in TV was, you know, you, you have to take it seriously. You have to be, a, it's your job. So, you know, you have to study, you have to do all the research to be able to sound good, to, to, to know what you're talking about. But at the same time, don't try and be anybody else. Be yourself, sure. right? Because people are going to relate to you for who you are. And, wh- and what is your, uh, I'm always curious about uh, your announcing style, right? Who who are your guys or, or, or girls that you like relate to? You're like, I want to be like that person. And also I'm curious, Besides uh, us, obviously. Is, is, uh, how is uh, John Strong's voice after Michael Bradley's goal in Oh, when he's like, yeah. Azteca, when it, it's kind of like my voice right now. I've got this like cold weather thing going on. Oh, I mean, I, look, that call, nobody expected that coming. No, right? I mean, nobody. So John and I are there. Michael Bradley steps into the hole. He picks the pass off, and, and then he shoots. And you're watching this ball <laughs> sail up over, and, and John's oh, Michael Bradley! Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Keep going, bro!" Like, yeah. you get a- Puberty's <laughs> coming, buddy. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but in many ways, right? Like as a play-by-play guy, and, and uh, you know, as an analyst too, th- those are the moments that like make highlight reels, and that you hear play they back. Find you. So you want it, yeah. You yeah. want to get those ones right. In many ways, like John after the game was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." I said that call is amazing because it captures. The genuine emotion that yeah. everybody is feeling in that, right? Because yeah, to, to, it was unexpected. It was this huge goal, and your voice erupts, and you're just so caught off guard. I was like, "That is amazing to it's me." Like I love childlike, yeah, yeah, and childlike voice. Also, <laughs> unfortunately, it, to me, I mean, it's on. To me, it's on par. Not maybe not the exact moment, but the call uh, of like Ian Dark. Well, that one on, made Ian Dark essentially, right? I mean, he, he's an incredible broadcaster. Yeah. He, he had a great history before that, but when I say it made him, it was like his defining moment with U.S. soccer fans yeah, and yeah. where he kind of became the voice, right? And, you know, Dal- Altador, uh, sure. or, sorry, uh, Howard out to Donovan and yeah. like the whole thing and go, go USA, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it just came to him and he just, it, that's it's great. just like one of those things. It's just, <laughs> that makes a great broadcaster. It's like, it's the soccer version of Down Goes Frazier for Americans. Yeah, 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 yeah. it really is. Go, go USA, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're, you're doing a lot more uh, stuff on TV. You know, you talk about how you take this serious, you practice, you prepare yourself. Where what is the end goal for you? Like obviously when you play yeah, soccer, your end goal is like Champions League or World Cup. What is it for this? And of course, um, our agents want to know. Yeah, it, it's a fan that we're doing a triple deck. Yeah, <laughs> coming soon. Oh, cool against there, Mike. Uh, I mean, I got into this and just said I want to be the best at yeah. everything I do. So uh, you know, take it seriously. Be a good broadcaster. Work your way up. Uh, I've had a, an incredible amount of. Um, you know, people behind me at Fox that have given me an incredible amount of opportunities. Uh, so to where the future is there, I mean, I'm hoping to be a part of the World Cup roster next year in Russia doing a World Cup two years into being a broadcaster. That'd be awesome. That's a big, 
you know, bucket list, check off the boxes. And then beyond that, I think ultimately I want to do more stuff within TV. So, you know, Michael Strahan is one that comes to mind of like, you want to see me on today's show? Let's go. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, I don't know. You it, just need it, a nice guy. Sky's the limit, man. And, and, but right now I'm, I'm, I'm purely focused on being the best soccer broadcaster. I want to be the voice of soccer, right? I want, yeah. when Americans turn on the TV and watch the U S national team, I like, I want to hear what Stu has to say. I mean, That's if awesome. you just like get a gap in your teeth and you will be the future. Yeah. Of, yeah. Knock one out for <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> A veneer. I got knocked out by and my then, brother when I was a kid. And also tell Kelly Ripa you'll be there at a certain time and just never Me show up. Seacrest. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You're the new Seacrest. Uh, so um, you played soccer at, uh, at very high levels here in America, very high levels in England. Now that you're you're not a member of MLS, you're a member of Fox, you can maybe talk a bit more openly. A lot of very big positive changes have happened. I think everyone is looking at Atlanta and going, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Soccer, we've thought soccer's made it. There's more and more evidence that it's making it. And then the World Cup happens and we don't qualify, right? So there's a lot of questions about what's missing, what's missing, what's missing. A lot of players have been very soft around that subject. A lot of fans have been very strongly, you know, worded. Us too. You know, we've we've had all these prognosticators like, oh, this needs to change, that needs to change. What do you, if you could make like one, two, maybe three changes max right now, you could just snap your fingers and it oh, happens. Man. What do you think you would do? And it could be small changes, but what do you think would do that would have a positive effect on the American soccer landscape or soccer in America? Uh, I'd make it more American. Uh, and, and look, MLS is, it's our league. It's an American league. We have the TAM, we have GAM, we have DPs. No other leagues around the world have that. Uh, I, I would insert a rule that, that means you have to have uh, a requirement of a certain number of American players on the field at a certain time. Okay. So whether that's younger players, because I, I, the league is growing, the league is growing at an incredible rate, new franchises, more players, more investment in players. You can't knock MLS on that. Not at all. I just feel the investment... When you look at it in the way that GAM and TAM are structured, it's to benefit the foreign player, right? So Atlanta United go out and they bring in Almiron, they bring in Joseph Martinez, guys that are amazing. They've been so great They're for great. the league. But I, I feel that that ultimately hurts the development of the American youth, younger player. So if we can still invest and still have more American players getting valuable playing time, it's the only way as a player to get better is to play more games and to play games at a higher level. So you play the USL, you play NASL, you play in your academy, you're always going to hit a point where if you're the best player, you're going to peak, right? And you got to get to that next step. Right. That next step is MLS, and you got to start playing in those games consistently. Tyler Adams this year, you know, perfect example Incredible. everyone talks about. Oh, my yeah. God. But he, you know, he's, he he worked his. He's a perfect guy. He's worked his way up all through the system. Gets to the first team. He's one of the New York Red Bulls' best players this season, for sure. And and now people are talking about him going to Europe. So that's that's what I would do if if I was in charge, and, and I'd make it more American. Again. Could I boomerang that back to you and say that having those players like Joseph Martinez, Amidong, and some of these other guys is creating a higher level of competition for the American players, and that's that will make them better. Because a lot of fans have, have said that in contrast to the yeah, yeah. some type of quota. No, it, it does. It, it absolutely does. I think the more better players we can have in the league, yeah. the better. But the problem you have is if those guys are better than a 18, 19 year old emerging American striker, someone like Andrew Carlton at, at Atlanta, who's, you know, saw maybe two games this season. Is he ready yet? Maybe not, but does he need some games and some more opportunities? Yes. And if there's a rule in place where maybe that guy has to get a certain number of games or to be on the field, I think that that improves the American player as well as, yeah, the, the level being better, absolutely. But I think you still get the coaches are under pressure to win. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, yeah. as much as an, vote, an owner might say, Hey, you know what? Let's 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 breed some younger players through. Let, let's give some younger players a chance. Well, you lose your first five games of the season, they're going to say, 
uh, uh-uh. see you later, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. because it, it does. You know, we've had this conversation with a couple uh, guests on the show where it does beg the question: how, What responsibility does Major League Soccer have to U.S. Soccer? Uh, and some people are of the mindset of like they should be two separate things, uh, sort of like pr- uh, Premier League and the yeah, FA. You do you, we'll do us. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I feel like that's sort of what you're saying that there should be a little bit of uh, uh, cohesion and yeah, and, there should be understand. a marrying of the two. Yeah. we're not the English FA either. And, yeah, yeah. and England I haven't had a successful national team in a while even though they you know the youth programs are doing well right now they they have arguably the best league in the world as yeah. far as entertainment perspective goes tv rights um england if soccer in england has been around for hundreds of years in the united states our league is only 20 plus years old so it, it's still growing so the marrying yeah. of that and the federation and the federation doing well then all of a sudden you don't qualify for a world cup it forces you to take a step back and you have to you have to look at these things i think from a bigger picture is there a perfect answer? Do I have the answer right now? Absolutely not. But, you know, we need to make those little steps to to, to try and grow together. I yeah, think. The conversation very, alone is helping. At the very least, the two MLS and U.S. soccer need, like couples therapy you yes. know this we don't we don't need to we don't need to get divorced it's not a divorce <laughs> don't leave the kids behind we just need to sit down we and talk, sit down and talk about yeah. we are could use one of those at thanksgiving <laughs> um <laughs> I, speaking of uh soccer in europe uh, a lot more americans are getting are getting started in europe at a younger age you were one of the first that i recall i'm sure there were others uh that i recall just people talking about with such admiration as an american player um and then I, immediately after you the next one i remember is like uh jeff um jeff cameron um what do you think? Do you think that the the tone of how, especially British uh, British fans speak about American players, used to be like knocking us, uh, us as if I was a player, uh, <laughs> knocking Americans? No, <laughs> but do you think that's changing, or what do you think is going to help? Is it more of our youth players going out there? Do you think it's more established stars like you were going out there? What do you think? I, I think it's just performing well, you know. Yeah. And 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 I might not have been afforded the same opportunity if. Carlos Bocanegra and Brian McBride and Clint Dempsey, Claudia and Reyna, Claudia Reyna yeah. Casey Keller, Brad Fried. I mean, go, go down the list. John Harks, one of the first one to play for, for Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, those guys performing well gives you more credibility in the space, right? It's natural. And then performance of the U.S. national team and then more Americans doing well in Germany and in England. All those things together, I think makes people open to looking at places like MLS for maybe the next player that they can find that's not going to be as expensive as buying a guy from France or from Germany right. or Italy, right? Right. All right. I, you know, I, I, I want to move to a lighter subject because it, it can get very serious very quickly. But I did want to ask, uh, you have a, I don't know, how, I think it's fairly new, but you have a new podcast with Steve Nash. I do, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. Dads United. Two Dads United. Two Dads United. <laughs> so I, I, I know I've seen a couple of clips online, but uh, what, 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 what was the, the the thought process behind it, behind starting it. How do you know Steve Nash? That's also uh, another one. Through yeah. soccer. Through I mean, soccer. Steve's a massive soccer yeah, yeah. fan. Huge we, soccer fan. We became really close uh, just living in LA and, uh, you know, having the same interests and, and personalities, I would say. Yeah. And, you know, we, we're two dads. He has, a, he has a, he's four kids. He's got the youngest now who's, uh, <laughs> who's I think, five or six months. And we just kind of trivial our lives with with being avid soccer fans we play twice a week in a pickup game uh we, we text about games we're part owners together in uh, real mallorca in spain okay oh, very and right. uh you know we, we we just have such a passion for the game that we said hey why not let's do a podcast like let, let's talk and let, let's put it out there let's see if anybody listens or watches first of all and yeah, yeah. a few people have so at least we have four or five viewers and uh, it's <laughs> going well it's a us. lot of fun <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. get yeah. two more than you guys then. yeah there you go it's not bad maybe we'll bring some of those over here with this <laughs> all right cool well Stu, thank you so much for joining us i mean it's seriously oh, wait, i got one more question oh, okay what was it like being a professional gamer 
Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> was it nerdy? <laughs> you know that he was no, a professional gamer. Yeah, yeah, soccer player. Big nerd. Big, big, so, uh, oh, big wow. counters. No, I know. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, massive. I, I was in. I was before my time. You know, I, I was a Counter Strike player, professional. Yeah, yeah. Win a couple tournaments. Yeah, not bad. And so now I still watch. You know, I look at it online. I'm like, this is crazy. These guys are filling stadiums. They legitimately esports fill leagues are making six yeah. figures. Yeah. It's uh, maybe ESPN I gotta, just signed. I think an esports league. Really? It's I gotta, crazy. I got to dust off my keyboard. <laughs> Get back in there, buddy. First person shooters were always the thing I was the worst at. I could play a lot of games. I I, I worked at a GameStop. Everybody. So not to brag. I mean, I don't. I mean, Bolton this, Bolton that. Bolton. <laughs> but I worked at a GameStop game in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. <laughs> hey, but I'm I'm dusting the boots off now. I'm yeah. playing next week, kicking you? for Houston. Okay. You guys seen okay. all that yeah. charity yeah. soccer game? Yeah, we tried to get in contact with you. We're more than happy to host it if you want. <laughs> oh man, I got we're doing the whole TV thing. Fernando Fiore's taking, <laughs> taking the oh, game. Wow. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, well, yeah, he seems he, seems like he's got a better resume. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, our five fans will write in, and hopefully that changes things. Dude, thank you so much. Yeah, for thanks, guys. Speak with us. Where can people follow you? Where can people find you? At Stu Holden on all that stuff, and at Two Dads United. Two dads, U-N-I-T-E-D. And the I can still two? spell. <laughs> the number two, yeah. The number All two. right, guys. Stu Holden, uh, thank you so much. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for the time. Cheers, awesome. brother. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We just wanted to break in real quick and ask you to do us a huge favor. Yeah, all we want all we want you to do is just uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is the, oh, man. That's the big... Look, we're working... We work very hard on this podcast. We're also making a, a very concerted effort to put out some more video content for you guys. And we want to get some people li- uh, watching those videos as well. Yeah, I mean, right now, you got about like 30 more seconds before the second segment comes up. So I beg you, if you're on your phone, you can do other stuff while you're listening to this podcast. Why don't you click on YouTube? the YouTube app. Why don't you put in soccer cooligans and just hit that subscribe button. And if you can hit that little bell, that notification lets you know every time we put up a video, we're working really hard to give you guys at least one video a week. We have a video right now that's called FIFA the News that we're playing FIFA and we're seeing, we're having that predict the biggest match. And we're talking about a lot of stuff that's happening on the news in the video. And there's a lot of cool editing that's involved. It takes a long time, but it's really, really funny. Exactly. So uh, look, we're doing a lot of work. We want just a little bit of validation. Little, yeah, that's little, it. Just a little bit. Is that that hard? <laughs> Come on. We're, so we're just two, two little comedians. <laughs> yeah. Want a little like? Too poor. I would like some more, please. <laughs> yeah. Some more followers and subscribers on our YouTube. So yeah. if you can, hit the like button, comment on some of the videos if you can. At the very minimum, hit the subscribe and maybe even share it with your friends. It would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, baby, we're back. Uh, Stu Holden. How ah, great was that? What a great guy. Great dude. Uh, we'll have the video for that out also, so if you want to see it. I mean, he looks pretty good, but we look great, uh, yeah. so it's might, might as well watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, it is important to make sure that we look good and that you, could, that you listeners, fans, can confirm uh, that we look good. I mean, but you should know that already. You should like <laughs> go into this. You should hit like, oh, Cooligans is boom. Let me hit play. Okay. I bet you they look great. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the only thing I would disagree with him on is the, the idea that we need to find a way to get more Americans playing um, in, in MLS. I'm not a believer of quotas. I kind of didn't want to take him to task on it because it was a fun interview. Take him to carpet. Yeah, pull him. Put him on the carpet. Put him on, get on the on carpet, the- oh, Stu. Get on the carpet, Stu. What are you doing in the hardwood, Stu? <laughs> no, you belong in the carpet. You know where you belong. <laughs> Call him to the carpet. It's a god. It's a term. You know. I don't want to hear any more of this. Never heard of that in my life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course you haven't heard of it. Doesn't mean ah. Kirby wants to confirm it's actually a phrase. Blah <laughs> out. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, Kirby's never been wrong about anything. No, he's our fact checker, <laughs> so he needs to be the one bringing facts. He looked it up, so you're wrong. Anyway, 
Uh, it's too much inside baseball. Okay, so we just, inside baseball is also a term. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. B- baseball? No. Baseball. 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 All right. So last thing about that. Uh, he's absolutely awesome. Uh, thank you so much uh, for you taking too. the time. Thank you, the Claudia. From, I thank everybody from Fox Sports, uh, from Fox Soccer, uh, for helping us put that together. That was, uh, it was great. Really we had a great time. Thank and you, MLS, for letting us, uh, you know, hook it up in a nice little, nice little room. It's a little space. Yeah. You know, in the same, the same space where we got to hang out with uh, Dwayne D. Rosario's kids. Yeah, they were playing are, FIFA. While they we- are. <laughs> the two of them are way more mature than we are. And they're children. <laughs> they were super cool. Um, so, okay. So, yeah. Stu. So, we, by the way, for his older kid, I don't remember. He actually said Toronto was going to win 2-1. And, and he was wrong, too. Because they won 2-0. 2-0. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> this, Whatever. This I swear, Alexis has the memory of a goldfish. Yeah. This is brutal. <laughs> Who are you people? What, what is this studio? <laughs> oh man, this place is really nice. For everyone watching, by the way, we have no idea what the plants are next to us. <laughs> it's it's Christmas. Yeah. It's Christmas time. Uh, yeah, I believe you mean the holidays. The ho- oh so. boy. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So the holidays are upon us. So the set is dressed a little bit for. What else is upon us is the end of the expansion draft. <laughs> <laughs> That's it happened. True. They picked five players. LAFC, uh, new team. They're going to be, yeah. uh, you know, starting in 2018. Their stadium doesn't even seem close to finish. Then they're already getting things started. <laughs> the bracing is up, but that's about it. They're like, I mean, you kind of get the general idea the, how big it's going to be. The exoskeleton is yeah. there, but there's not, you know, there's nothing filled. There's nothing. It doesn't seem to be anything inside. Someone's going to go like, where are the seats going to go? And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, nobody <laughs> Seats. <laughs> nobody put that in the, in the plans. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to it eventually. So, so, uh, so if you don't know the rules, uh, teams left some players uh, unprotected, which means they could be picked. You were only allowed to pick one player per team. So if a player on your team was picked, that means everyone else is fine. Again, unless you, unless you are committed and in love, you sh- it should be protected, kids. Just make sure it's all protected. <laughs> so I'm trying to see how far you reach for that one. You know, we're just trying to have a good time out here. That's I mean, all. we're just nothing but jokes, kids. Take that I mean, condom it, off. it is a lot more fun unprotected, but yeah. you still should be cautious. Feel more, but I mean, yeah, you're going to die sooner. So. <laughs> Uh, so Tyler Miller from Seattle, which means Ozzy Alonso protected shouts to Matt Doyle for being like, yo, take those tweets back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's time to stop being all emo, man. You're good. Yeah. No, nobody was really that concerned that the LAFC was going to take a 32 year old player with that 32 year old player was. Ozzy Alonso, yeah. yes, I know that, but he was uh, the one worried. But yeah, look, I, I think for for some players that can be a, uh, an emotional aspect to your team not protecting you because it may it it seems like they're saying you're not important enough to, uh, to keep around, and obviously that that's uh, exactly what they're saying, <laughs> word you know, for word. They just uh, you know, but you also have to play with the idea like, oh, they're probably not going to take this person, and you also know that the, like the GMs are talking to the GMs of LAFC, and like I think they they have feelers of like who they might take. I, I don't think it's too right. much of a surprise. Uh, but let's go down the list very quickly. Tyler Miller, uh, Latif keeper from Seattle, Latif Blessing. That's a big one. Latif Blessing from... 20 years old. I thought he was a little older than that. 20 years he, old. He has an older face. Latif has an older... He got some age on He him. has an older man's yeah. face on a young man's body. 
<laughs> the exact opposite of you. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. yeah. My my body is withering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old I, man. I, I look like Mr. Burns from the neck down. I look like uh what was her name? The 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 Red Queen from uh, from Game of Thrones when she uh when she when That's right. she took the, she the, took the thing the necklace the off. The necklace off and she she was an old withering lady. Mask on. I, I have an old woman's body. That's what I am. That's what it is. <laughs> Melisandre. You, Melisandre, which is uh, yeah. uh that's you bring dudes for- back to life, which is all <laughs> wonderful. Uh, uh yeah. blessing Marco Arena, which is a big one from San Jose. Didn't yeah, Marco Arena was the guy who scored the goal that got them uh, into into the playoffs. Yeah. Into the playoffs again. Also played well for Costa Rica. Yeah, clearly he's got a lot of upside. Embarrassed the men's national team at Red Bull Arena. No oh boy, um, <laughs> and we got to see him score the goal against. Uh, who was it against? At uh, Honduras. Honduras. Uh, yeah, yeah so, uh, for the Gold Cup. Yep. Um, after that, Yuka. Uh, Raitala clearly uh, doing that for the Latin fans in LA, getting a dude named Yuka. Yuka, delicious Yuka. Yeah, they tried Love to get Yuka. a Boyo, but he wasn't available. <laughs> he, was he was protected. Protected, protected you know, he you would protect a Rocco Boyo. <laughs> he was, yeah. he was protected by a Cuban mother. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you couldn't, you can't take yeah. him. You, and, <laughs> you don't uh, even want to. <laughs> he hey. wasn't on the list, but if there was a player named Pabusa, <laughs> it was just his his abuela with a rolled up newspaper. <laughs> Wish even find a newspaper this day. Don't take Pabusa. You get no Pabusa. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so uh, Yuka, so Yuka, from, Yuka. Uh, from Columbus Crew. Uh, he was a, he's a what is I think a left back. Um, and uh, and the big one also Raheem Edwards, which Holy. was he wasn't getting too much playing time uh, for for Toronto. Uh, I don't know how he looks good for the men's for the uh, for the Canadian national team. He looks so good whenever he gets a chance. I know he's young, and I know he makes a lot of mistakes. This dude's going to be bought by Europe soon. Yeah, he, he he did play well. He got a couple goals this year. Yeah. Uh, but, again, Toronto was stacked, and you can see the lineup. You can see him behind us if you're watching. Uh, yeah, they were. it was going to be tough just for a, a, a player like Raheem, just a young player, to, to, to earn the trust over Josie or whatever, or even to, uh, to St. Ricketts and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, if you're, if you're him, I mean, what a, what a gift you just won the uh, MLS cup and now you get to move to LA. You got to get out of little Toronto warm, winter, a little bit warmer. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so we'll see. So, uh, yeah. Oh, he, he's also a homegrown player. Like, Very nice. Yeah. So but it's a big, it's a big move. So for him, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, nothing too crazy. I know a lot of, uh, you know, every, every team was essentially worried. I know NYCFC fans were a little bit worried about who, you know, some people were, were thought that, um, Maxime Chanel could be taken cause he was unprotected. McNamara. That was a well, time McNamara was protected. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Kyrie Shelton was the only other one. Uh, there was somebody else that wasn't, uh, that was left unprotected. Uh, and even though, and some people were like, please take Kyrie Shelton. <laughs> we're doing that. Started tweeting. Some of the fans started to tweet. At the uh, LAFC front office saying, <laughs> hey, there's a huge mistake was made. You guys need to get him. The second pick of the 2015 Super Draft was left unprotected. Clearly a mistake from NYCFC. It's so, you need to take him. It is, it's so funny. And look, for us, obviously, I mean, and for me personally, it is like there's a more of an emotional connection. You don't want to see players, especially that, that, that you know, he, he was year one, uh, one. Uh, Kyrie. And even though... His, his second year, uh, he was great, and then third year really regressed, and so there there is that concern, and a lot of fans were really upset with him, uh, and and you can tell by how much uh, uh, his playing time was reduced uh, in 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 the third year for for NYCFC, and Patrick Vieira I think was aware of that, uh, but 
I'm, I'm like rooting for the dude. That's uh, that's why I'm I'm like I'm just hoping he plays well because he in in the second season he 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 played great. He had a couple like those late games, those late those he, the late sub super sub. He was a super sub for a few games, but I think we could all agree he never lived to the potential. Um, that we expected out of him. Totally. But, but th- this past year was worse uh, th- than we expected. Yeah, very much so. Okay, so let's, uh, let's wrap up a couple things. Yeah, uh, we don't have too much time left, but um, we, we mentioned we talked about uh, something that happened at the press conference. Yes, we have to go um, over that because this was... This let's just ma- say that we asked two great questions. Yes. And uh, from Stu himself said that we took control of that press conference. It was our press conference. That's not necessarily a compliment. By him saying you we, you took control of the press conference, owned the press conference. He said, "I mean, come on, wow. that's a compliment." <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I don't think he was being mean, but I don't think he was like saying like how great of a job you two comedians did to take over this press conference. We asked two questions. I thought we did, yeah, but I'm saying you, but you took it as like he was like glowing with how impressed he was. Exactly how I took it <laughs> until now. I think you're very pessimistic when it comes to he was he. I think he was supportive of us and, and what we very, were doing in the room. Clearly, so. we 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 went up there and we're like, we got this. <laughs> yeah. Y'all gonna ask? Yo, yo, these- you somebody with it? Yo, stop that! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody cares about you, son. <laughs> we'll get right back to you, fam. Yo, Jeff Carlisle. Yeah, yes, come man, on nobody, now. No, nobody even heard of you, dog. Yeah, Beyonce deserved the win. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what to do with you, yo. I'm going to give it right back to you, but first. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Michael Lewis, you've been here every year. Like, Michael, take a seat, Mike. Mikey Lou. So uh, at the press conference, uh, a lot of questions. And I was very impressed with the the media for taking, uh, you know, Don Garber to the carpet or whatever he takes. Called him to call, the carpet. Call, politely said, hey, would you step on this carpet so I can ask you some questions, Sir. Mr. Garber? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will say that they would not let go of the uh, Columbus thing. Both of the questions that we asked had nothing to do with Columbus because we were like, we're not asking that. We're not going to piss them off. <laughs> they would not. They went at. They didn't go at him. They weren't uh, combative. But they asked some tough questions, and they asked them in ways where you couldn't really hide your answer. And he gave them some pretty specific information, which we had not heard before, uh, that when the team was sold to pre-court, it was, it was a sort of a dire situation and it needed to be sold. And, uh, it had, it was sold with the presumption, like he was able to negotiate the presumption that he would be able to move it. He was, he was able to negotiate that in. It was like, well, we got to sell to him because no one else, yes. he paid more than what they were worth. And he did spend money on the team. Essentially he's saying like, look, we knew it was in there. We didn't see it coming because he was spending money, but it is his right. There was nothing we can do. Our hands were tied when we sold it to him. I'm not sure if that's exactly what happened, but it's a, it's a, the narrative of it fits. It, it, it's, it's a, a, it's a side uh, or an explanation we hadn't heard before. And the reason that that question uh, was answered, uh, the reason he answered it that way was because of Alexi Lawless and Alexi Lawless was in the room. No, no, that was answered before. No, the, yeah, the, no, he answered that before, but he sort of dropped that loosely in it uh alexi's question was said he started with the don't you think it's um what's the word he used disingenuous don't you think it's disingenuous which if you saw the press conference you saw him ask this question yeah um he said don't you think it's disingenuous that you're just telling us that now essentially that 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 there was a stipulation that before pre-court bought the team that there was that stipulation that he could move the team to austin so we learned that from a a previous question i believe it was eve's uh question but uh I was shocked that he used the word disingenuous because it's literally it's, it's putting him on a defensive where, you know, typically these press conferences are kind of handshaky. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't really, 
you don't really go at the commissioner. Yeah. It's like not it, like uh, you know when George Bush was at, at that at that press conference, they threw a shoe at him. You know, two shoes. <laughs> two shoes. Oh my god, two shoes. <laughs> at Andrew shoes. That guy's got no more shoes. Uh, <laughs> oh, you missed my Andrew shoe joke. Anyway. Oh, no, I saw it. And I went right over it. Steamrolled over that terrible joke. Although OG MLS player, <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I saw him play at uh, Giants Stadium. So I was shocked at that. You know, Halls was shocked. Don Garber. Don Garber. Don Garber was not happy about it. So Don Garber did answer the question, and he did what, 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 he, what he does. Garber do what he do, and he asked, he asked being Garber. He answered his question confidently, but you can tell that the question, the way it was phrased with the— with Termed him. Yeah, with, you know, it bothered him that he, he asked, like, do you think it's disingenuous? And I'm, I'm learning that one of the things Don Garber does not like to be called is disingenuous. <laughs> Apparently, that that's is, a hot button. That is— is the trigger warning? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a buzzword for him. We'd be like, "I'll be right back. Hold Just my beer. Knock the microphone <laughs> off the stand. What did you call me? Uh, Say it to my face, son. Yeah. Okay. Yo, Alexi, come out here. <laughs> Don't you dare! This is my house. Yeah. Don't you talk yeah. to me like that. You here because of me. <laughs> you here because of me. Put. All the food away. <laughs> no one's no eating. No one's eating a thing. That's it. And and it was. But when it ended, cameras were off. Everyone waved by. Music plays. That's all you see. What we saw <laughs> was one of the reporters went up to uh, Don Garber to clarify, I guess, a statement for his article. Mm-hmm. And Don Garber was like, I'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> and he said it with like finger pointed up. He said it in a way where I was like, uh-oh, something big's about to happen. Oh. And we were standing where uh, uh, Garber would have had to walk past us. That's where we were kind of standing. And he literally buzzed right past us, and he went right up to Alexi Lalas. And standing, standing next to him were two former players. I don't want to blow, put them on the spot. I don't want anybody to reach out to them. They were two former players who were just having a good time. They were there relaxing. <laughs> they weren't <laughs> sitting down. They were just chilling. Literally, both of them, hands in pockets, shoulders on the wall, just chilling, like looking like they were taking photos. And Garberg walks right up to Alexis Lawless. Now, I can't hear what's being said. I don't know what he's I saying. don't know, but a lot of finger waving was happening, a lot of hands. <laughs> it did not look like it was Amigo's. not like, how was your family? I hope everyone's okay. That is not what happened. It was clearly upset. I look at the report, and I go, hey, look at that. Isn't that crazy? He goes, yeah, it's wild. And I'm like... Yeah, shouldn't you be over there? I mean, you're a reporter. And this reporter went over and just crossed his arms with the re- with the recorder underneath it and just angled it in a way He's and just stood. Get the scoop. He stood in a way where like a bad 80s actor would be portraying <laughs> eavesdropping. <laughs> like he was like clearly listening, yes. but not looking and being, but like his facial expression was like, whoa. I thought the cup oh. to his ear was a little strange. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, well, you don't do he that. Did, he, did, he had Garber hold the other side of the string and <laughs> the cup with the other string. Just hold it real quick. Um, I was completely shocked that it happened in front of everyone. Um, but it shows that look, this is a a serious issue for on 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 both sides, right? Where we're 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 trying to understand why a team can be moved so easily, and and I and I did like that Alexi Lalas. I like that other members of the media were really like, you know, you need to explain yourself because the the, the a lot you know the Save the Crew movement has 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 very much 
showed how uh, uh, shown, the ratings, the ratings that they've been able to get in Columbus. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's shown that that there is a uh, a possibility that this can happen with other teams, and and that and that was raised as well. And 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 Garber and Quartermatch did also make the point, like you know, MLS has only moved one team in its history. Still seems like a bit of a cop out. Dan Quartermatch brought that up, and he kind of threw it in as an aside. Yes. No offense to him, but it did seem as like a oh, and by the way, we're bad. We're doing something bad, but other people have done bad as well. It's, that doesn't mean you're okay. Yeah, it was a little. You know the the what about not petty, what, but what about ism? Yeah, 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 yeah uh, very that's, much. So. That's sort of happening. It wasn't petty, but it was like it was it was it seemed but like I, in bad taste. But I but and tone deaf. But Garber did mention this during the interview with Taylor Twelman. Uh, he mentioned this at the press conference as well, where he did say there's still a possibility that the team won't leave. Uh, and I, you know it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make me feel any real you know any better because uh, it still seems like that's kind of where it's going. But I again I did like that the the league is in a place where it's it, it, where even the teams outside of Columbus are feeling like this is not. We can't. They don't. It feels like they don't want to set a precedent where this is common or Be allowed. Yeah. Or okay. Yeah. We should at least fight this a little. Uh, bit. And and look again. Like and we got to hear uh, John Garber's perspective and and just talking about again metrics, business metrics, and and how poor Columbus is with with ticket sales and and uh, just like you know. Yeah. I mean, I think the point should be made that like if you're a fan of of Columbus Crew and you're casual, you're not. Casual fan, not casual, like in the English sense, like, and you're not always there or you don't make it a point to invite friends and stuff. Your hands aren't clean either, you know? And I think that's something that's important. I, I, I'm, we're behind you guys hundred percent. We want the team to stay in Columbus. We feel like you clearly deserve to have a team. There are some things that will get to that. And he did say that, you know, the Columbus leaders uh, walked away from the meeting because they weren't getting what they wanted. So clearly again, it, not anyone, no one's hands are clean here. There's a lot of people, and I, you know, uh, Travis even mentioned that you know he could have done more. Everyone could have done more to save this team or to get to the point where you don't get here. I do agree with a lot of people saying that pre-court may have done some things to sort of make it look worse than it really is. Yeah, and that and that is the why I left the press conference. Uh, sort of, I, I left with like. Uh, feeling like, oh man, it, it seems like there's a possibility yeah. that there wasn't that full commitment to, yeah. to staying you in You have Columbus. a lot of stats of how it's not doing well, but we also don't have a lot of stats as to what was done to change that when Precourt came in. Yeah. Um, the rebranding and all that, great. And I'm sure the fans loved it. Uh, you know, their old logo was stupid. It was stupid, three guys in hard hats. It's dumb. Uh, this is much better. That said, okay, I mean, it was just so is it, stupid. Is, is a logo going to be the difference whether the team succeeds or not? It could be. <laughs> Okay. It could be. All right. Well, why don't you develop I mean, a fan looks at that and they're like, uh, there's clearly a children's <laughs> birthday party that I've been invited to. Um, so that said, I, you know, I'm, I know that they're, they're making advances and trying to change it. Hopefully everyone just starts from scratch and gets this thing done. If not, I don't know what this Austin team is going to look like. I don't know how it's going to be supported. I have a feeling they're not going to be loved. Yeah. It doesn't seem like even people in Austin want, yeah, uh, yeah. want the team. But Austin, like, this seems like not. This just feels a little. Uh, I don't I mean, want this I now. like this team, but yeah. it's literally covered in blood. Wait, you're going to give me a new car? What do you mean it was stolen from homeless people? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, that's how it feels. It feels like. Uh, so, yeah, so it was an interesting, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times press conferences can be a little uh, just kind of dull, but yeah. this was, yeah, we left with. They like, said fireworks. Okay, yeah. So, uh, uh, a couple other things. So the the parade happened. Uh, we did not get to go because it was on Monday. It was on Monday, and we were there till uh, Sunday. We were only there one day uh, after uh, after MLS Cup. And, and and shout out to a homie Dime Tree. 
Oh, Dime Tree. <laughs> we got. To, we met up with him. We watched the uh, Manchester Derby with that's him. That's right. Uh, it was at, a lot of fun. At the football factory. Great, great dude. It was cool to uh, to hang out with. What, 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 more about him. I had no idea that his, you know, his dad was uh, played in Greece and yeah, you yeah. Know, all this stuff. Really, really cool. Uh, great dude. And uh, not just a fan, now a friend. Exactly. Thank you so much. Very much so. And also. Thank you, Dimitri. Uh, we'll get. We'll, we'll, before we leave, we'll get Kirby saying hi to uh, to Dimitri. Because he did say hi to He's a to, big fan. To Kirby. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, while we were there, yeah, we, we didn't get to go uh, to the parade. But uh, proud, happy for Toronto. Uh, good for them. Whole city came out on a Monday. No one works. A lot of. <laughs> no jobs. Parade's uh, going up on a Monday. <laughs> so. The but there was a great moment, obviously, from uh, the the speech that Josie Altador. Josie Altador, let me just say this. I mean, not let, slept. And let me put uh, speech in quotes because yeah. it was not, clearly has not slept since the game <laughs> or stopped drinking fermented sugar uh, that is in probably yellow form uh, comes out of bottles uh, since that day. He was in another place. But that Josie, place seemed like a fun place to be. Josie was having a good time, but Josie was wasted. Josie was. Dare I say it, white girl wasted. White girl wasted. <laughs> he, was, he was just making stuff up. I mean, it was just great. Let's play the video real quick. He was quick. just like, let me in the club. Yeah. <laughs> you shut up. You don't even know me. Uh, so that, this is Josie also giving a speech after. Uh, From the stage to the fans at the parade. Yeah. Let's spare a moment for our rivals. His agent's like, he's drunk. He's drunk. Uh, TFC till I die. Big statement. Um, you, you missed the part where he was like, uh, you guys are wavy, bro. You've got the six on a wave, bro. And he was like, his friends like holding him up. Uh, you know, which is, I mean, good friends. I mean, he, not only did he look drunk, he, he, I think he was on mushrooms as well. You know? oh, he was feeling it. <laughs> he was beyond feeling it's it. It's the off season. Go crazy, guys. Have Get a good time. Uh, what, what do you think? Because we were at the press conference after the game as well. Uh, and we got to see uh, Josie uh, answer some questions. We got to see Michael Bradley as well. Uh, it, it really did. This, th- them... Uh, you know, both of those guys, I think they felt like they had to make a big statement. Oh, yeah. To- this, you could see the weight off their shoulder. Yes. and uh, Beyond a shadow of a doubt. I mean, they were relieved. And Michael Bradley, who's a very kind of a staunch guy, doesn't really answer questions, very stoic, mm-hmm. doesn't really answer questions to it. I've never seen him that relaxed he was, as yeah. I did at the press conference afterwards. And then Josie comes in, goggles on, <laughs> hands up. <laughs> Guess who's here, bro? <laughs> he, he walked in. He was like, "Sorry, I'm late, guys," yeah. and I'm not even uh, paraphrasing. No, it, there's no embellishment. He was there. like, "Sorry, I'm late, guys." <laughs> yeah. So, and the, and this is after the after the champagne party in the in the locker room. Michael Bradley walked into the press conference dripping wet yeah. in uh, in champagne. They were all covered in champagne, <laughs> and they they sat down. You heard a squish from all the champagne. Yeah. Shouts to Zito, uh, Zito, who we were hanging out with. He retweeted them, but like they always trying to be me. Very funny. 
Yeah. Which, by the way, before I forget, shouts to Sean Francis, shouts to Jason Davis, shouts out Ariel, oh my God. shouts to Zietz. Awesome time. Uh, Shouts to Wayne Gretzky whiskey. <laughs> uh, really, really. I'm glad you guys found a new use for paint thinner <laughs> out there. A, we had a good time without a yeah. doubt with those people. So, so uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, like they, they did feel I, I, when I, when I was watching Michael Bradley speak, yeah, especially seeing him uh, w- way more emotional than I ever have. I, I think that's the, uh, yeah, that's the first time he's won any league trophy, right? He's never won. A, you know, he didn't win anywhere else. Oh. Um, and he did, uh, you know, I mean, he, you know, we quoted it as well. He, he kept saying like, I'm, I'm so fucking proud of this team. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was talking about all the work he did to try to get Josie Altador to, to Toronto, uh, uh, really about that, that how heartbreaking that loss was in, uh, last year to Seattle and, and how from, from the, once they lost the, the only focus they had was to get right back to where they were. Uh, and you know what it, it I still, I still think he is going to be booed a little bit, you know, come 2018 uh, by, by especially for Montreal and Vancouver, but, fans. but, but American fans yeah. in general, uh, because of, uh, you know, do, especially during the world cup, I think it's going to be a little weird. He's going to have to relive that part of this year, but at least the year ended on a high for him. Yeah. But uh, on a personal level, I think I, I felt, uh, more sympathetic towards him and, and respected the fact, uh, especially all the stuff he was saying, I really respected like his journey a bit more. And I respected how much, uh, how much respect they all had for him. I didn't realize how, how adored he was by, by his teammates. Michael Bradley. Michael Bradley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, he's, he is clearly the leader of that team yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know this until them, until uh, this trip, but apparently Javinko is much more of a sort of a quiet person. He doesn't really like get involved in the leadership portion of the team. He's just happy to be there. He's friends with everyone. He's not a bad person. You saw him in the locker room. He had to stand on chairs to like get. To see yeah, what was going on. Happening. <laughs> Did you see the <laughs> bottom of bottles, the champagne bottles? Where's the trophy? Yeah. Where's that? <laughs> Who are you people? Uh, <laughs> Where's my mom? <laughs> is it hotter up there? Um, so clearly he is the leader of the team. A lot of people would assume it's Javinko, you know, but no, clearly Michael Bradley is the, you know, the absolute leader of that team. And, and they absolutely love him. They take his, they take a lead from him. If he runs, they run. If he walks, they walk. And it's a beautiful thing. You know, the three of them. You know, you got Vanny, you've got uh, Michael Bradley, and you've got uh, Josie Altador. Three very different characteristics, three very different types of personalities. Maybe Michael Bradley and Vanny's are a little closer because they're both kind of quiet, but uh, you could tell that that's the makeup of the team is those three. Yeah, yeah. And um, we all, we also got to see, and I, I've never experienced this before as well. I was in the press conference for... You ate poutine? When I poutine? No, when we, for Brian Schmetzer as well. We got to see uh, him answer questions. I'd never been in, the, i never experienced that, being in front of the, the losing manager. Do have a moment when he walked in because he's such a nice guy, even though he hates me. He's such a nice guy where I was like... <laughs> Dito. Yeah. How could he not feel bad? I mean, at that moment, I think, especially with how, uh, uh, you know, how, especially this year, how we've befriended so many Seattle Sounders fans yeah. that, yeah, you of course you feel bad. But again, if, it, if like it was NYCFC against, uh, the Sounders and he was, and he was, and he lost, I'd be like, good for you. That's yeah. what you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> Put the food away. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> you know what? You know, his sadness is quite disingenuous, I think. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but yeah, of course you feel bad. And he's, and you know, he's a, he's a sweet guy. And you were talking, he was talking about uh, how proud of he, he was of his team. And, uh, but look again, like you, you sort of saw 
Toronto, it, it just wasn't happening again. That They just weren't going to allow it. And you saw that in every single facet of the game from every pass made to every shot taken. Toronto wanted it. They were they were just not, not even that they wanted it more. They were not allowing Seattle to win that game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, we don't have a lot of time left, but I do want to say if you're a Portland fan, uh, you've got a rough couple uh, <laughs> uh, days uh, coming up. Uh, looks like uh, Maddox is gone, right? Maddox went to DC United. Maddox went to DC United. Nagby apparently is going to Atlanta United, which is huge and apparently going to make the Dom Dwyer uh, money look like a joke. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this. He wanted a million dollars a year from Celtic and they weren't willing to pay him that, which is why that move never happened. So it looks like he's going to bounce around with inside MLS now with all this extra TAM. If you didn't know, an additional 2.8 of discretional TAM. You don't have to use it, but it's yours, but it's your money. It's not the league allowing you to spend that money. It's your money. So you have your owner has to pony up. You can use, I think you can get up to 5.2. You can use next year's as well. And I think everyone's going to do that because they assume that garbage is going to add even more next year. So it looks I, like this I is mean, what's but, happening. But this is going to, this is going to change what uh, major league soccer looks like 100%. going forward. hundred percent. So the teams uh, de- definitely, uh, you know, I think the, 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 a lot of the investment for, for, you know, trying to get uh, Major League Soccer to be just more popular is like, let's get stars, let's get forwards, let's get right. people that can score. But now with this extra money coming in, you're going to see way stronger midfielders. You're going to see way stronger the, the center backs. You're a size. Look, you know, your... Walker Zimmerman is going to yeah. LAFC, and that, that doesn't happen without uh, what, without this extra money. Absolutely true. So it's not going to be like those big name aging stars anymore. You're going to see a lot more of those mid-level stars. It seems to me like now it's more important to have a DP coach. You know, someone that could bring in players from Argentina, like Tata Martino's doing. Uh, someone who could bring in. It is weird how, like now, we're, Major League Soccer is becoming th- similar to uh, the rest of the world, where players want to play for certain managers, yeah. and it's it's not about wh- what country it's in no. or whatever. It's like if they think they can make them look good and help them play in their on their national teams and 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 have some success, then that's it's who you know. Right, and you know it's funny. Like if if uh, if Almiron would have come to NYCFC. Right. I think you would have had the same experience, but probably not if you went to like a, say a Toronto, if you went to a Toronto and then he wants to get sold. I don't know that Arsenal, if that's the team that's going to buy him, I don't, or Newcastle. I don't know if Newcastle is going to look at Greg Vaney and go, Greg Vanny and go, oh, okay. I understand how he manages and this must be, it's not a check. It's not a validation yeah. playing for someone like Tata Martino. He took Argentina to the, to the world cup final. Yeah. That's saying like, well, if he's good enough for him, he's got to be good enough for me. It's a solid resume. Yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a resume builder for sure. And I think we're <laughs> starting to see that even more. And I think Bob Bradley does fit into that mold much more with the American player, but it certainly fits in that mold. Um, and especially with South America or the rest of North America, they, they love Bob Bradley, but hate him when he was coach. And who else? Uh, oh, Fernando Adi. Fernando Adi might be sold China. a lot of money to China, to China. I mean, what'd they say? He scored 54 goals in, yeah, uh, in two years. Uh, I don't know if it's two, it's just two years, but I, I he's the, he scored the most goals for the Portland Timbers. I know that he's the, high, the highest uh, Portland, no coach, no forwards, no, no, no. <laughs> so, I mean, but, they got nobody, but people are saying like, this is why uh, now the Caleb Porter move makes a lot more sense. Cause it looked like a lot of the players kind of wanted to leave. Maybe they just wanted more money, but I did see uh, when the report uh, f- uh, from Stephen Goff came out about Fernando Adi, there's a, Tweet right under there from Merritt Paulson saying, we are not selling Fernando Adi. So, it, I mean, that's he's the owner of the damn team. 
Uh, the owner's tweet. Uh, how cool of Merritt Paulson? We got to get more Merritt Paulson on the show. He got, he got, he's he got mad, opinions. Yeah, he's yeah, very he's cool. He's just like, yo, Goff, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> they tell him, like, dude, you got to get rid of the turf because we're not getting national teams. He's like, ah, if they're not, if they don't want to play on our turf, then we don't need them. He is, <laughs> he is tough as balls. I like that guy. Good for him. I may not agree with him, but I like him. Uh, so yeah, the, those are there's a uh, I know NYCFC uh, got a uh, defender, yeah, uh, uh, Swedish, right? I believe he's Swedish. I believe he is Swedish. What is what is his name? His name is Anton Tinnerholm. Tinnerholm, and he played for Malmo, which is where um, Latan Latan is from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that now that kind of uh, makes uh, a little bit more sense after you know NYCFC did get rid of uh, Ethan White and RJ Allen, so they were missing uh, some you know options at, uh, you know for the bench at least for the for at like right back or left back. So uh, yeah, there's a there, there, there was like a, some trade window for like a couple hours. Six hours, yeah, yeah. It was like a 15 minute trade window. Everybody got scrambled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Uh, I got to charge my phone. You missed it. Um, <laughs> oh, I just I, I got two percent. You want to? You got to yeah. uh, let me use your phone. Let me use your plug. I, just, <laughs> I need to make a phone call. Uh, so yeah, so a lot of things have happened. We got a we got a boogie. We got to get out of the studio. That's right. So there's so many things have happened. There's a lot more for us to talk about. Thank you so much for Stu Holden. Oh, and uh, we shouted out everyone we hung out with. But thank you so much for calling me Awa and and uh, Swagadello. Juan Agudelo. Uh, Thank you so much for Sebastian Ledget for letting us look into your eyes. <laughs> I mean, um, it was really a privilege. Kellen Rowe, Tim Melia, like these these guys are it amazing. Was, it was super cool. Yeah. Thank you so much, MLS. Uh, we're a little bit upset about the 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 snafu with the credentials, but you guys Hopefully put on a hell of a show. I think I agree. We have a lot a lot of fun, and uh, you I, like I said, like I think just because we were there another year, I felt I felt a lot more welcoming. Just but being yeah. uh, people were just more uh, sort of intrigued by last we, year. They were like, oh, we kind of heard of you. This year, they're like, oh, we want to work with you. And that was a huge step forward. It was very, very uh, flattering. Uh, So it was very, very cool. So So, the more things come of it. And look, every year we guys, we try to build, we try to build. I mean, we got this space age studio. Now we try to get bigger and better every year. And hopefully you guys are enjoying it. And still listening, let us know. Don't forget to review, put the five stars. My name is Alexis Guerreros. My name is Christian Polanco together. What are we? The The cool again. Also, wait, Uh, we got to get Kirby on here. Kirby, hurry up. Come Kirby. Say hi to Dimitri. We Kirby hasn't been on, uh, on in a while. <laughs> was Dimitri? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. Bye, guys.